You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Ega on the other line. Ega, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. We got a lot coming for y'all this week. We got our Week 5 NFL recap and our Week 6 preview. Where we, You know we give off our picks. We got two Wild Wednesday for all sports topics. We got entertainment, current <laughs> events, past the aux. Y'all know how this goes. And also, if you uh, since we are going to do NFL picks, if for any of your betting needs, definitely go to BavadaSportsBook.com. Definitely go to that website. And we're going to start off with some NBA. Also, our NBA season preview will be on Monday, October 17th. We're going to try to shoot for around 8 p.m. So definitely come out. It's going to be a live stream. It's going to be on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. So definitely stop by. Uh, we're going to try to have some people on there. This season really crept up on us, bro. And like Obviously, it we had did. our preseason start uh, a week ago, but everything is just coming so fast. Everything is starting. This is like the best time of the year if you have a sports podcast or if you want to talk about sports. Obviously, college football is in the middle of the season. Football is ramping up. Uh, NBA is starting back, and then college basketball is literally uh, like a month away. So everything is picking up right now, but definitely stop through for the live stream, which will be on Monday the 17th. And we're going to start off with some NBA topics because the biggest news of the week was Draymond versus Jordan Poole. And if you don't know about this situation, basically it was a big blow up with the Golden State teammates. Draymond, uh, we've seen a video that came out on TMZ. Draymond ended up uh, punching Jordan Poole. A lot of people didn't understand the reasoning behind it. We just heard some rumblings the day before. It was just reported at first. And then the video came out the next day, and we actually seen what happened. Draymond, like Superman, punched him, and that shit was just crazy. It had the whole NBA Twitter in shambles. And Egg, I just want to know your reaction from like that whole situation that happened between these two. I I don't know how to feel. Really, is like this happens all the time. This is not something that is new. This is something that happens in sports in general. Teammates fight. I do understand it. But we don't know what the hell the reason was for why Draymond got. Oh, so I'm gonna get physical. to that. I'm gonna get. I got. I got a report. I don't know if it's true, but I ha- I do oh, have a I, report on the reasoning. I was gonna say, is it is it the reason they was talking about because the extension that pool was finna sign or yeah? And I'm like I'm, I'm getting a feeling like it was. It had to be something revolving that because if y'all had no prior beef before. But this came up, it had to be about the extension. Because he's about to get his extension like this week. I mean, if it was that, why why are you swinging on him? Why are you not swinging on the people in the front office? I don't care how he's Exactly. That <laughs> That's an excellent Poole question. Is young. Poole is like around our age. Like, Draymond, you, you in your 30s. You damn near 40, bro. Like, bro is in his 20s. He was a big reason why y'all just won this past finals. Like mm-hmm. he he probably is smelling himself a little bit. Like you remember when you was young and you was you know making a bag when you first got on the team and all that. So like for him to if that is the reason why he took off on Jordan Poole like this, that is wild, bro. That is not a reason to get in a full blown fist fight and swinging on one of the young niggas. Now he ain't like yeah. it's one of the vets who been here before who should know better by now than to just act like that. You swinging on one of the young dudes like and people love to throw the story of how. 
because Steve um Steve Kerr is the coach. People love bringing up, oh, well, Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr. That wasn't cool back then either. It was just, it was MJ. So niggas just let it slide because it's like, hey, he giving us 40 every night. We're going to let that slide. Like, no, this is not cool in any shape or form. Unless this man talked about Draymond's wife, kids, or something personal like that, I don't think it was any reason Draymond should have swung at him. Because he got in pool face, so I can't blame Pool for pushing him back. But at the exactly. same time, Pool, that's a grown man, bro. A grown man walk up to you, you got to be ready to swing. Pool, man, fuck like that, bro. Nah, y'all letting that nigga Draymond get away with the shit, bro. I'm tired of y'all niggas letting Draymond get away with the shit. Talking about all this, oh, you got to protect yourself, da da da. Nigga, well, this is the NBA where niggas is not bumping like that, bro. We see niggas it's get Draymond shoved Green. all the times, bro. And it's I don't Draymond like, I don't like that you, I don't like that you said, oh, this shit happens all the time between your teammates. When the fuck does niggas get punched? Y'all keep bringing up MJ that happened in the 90s. Nigga, this 20 years later in a different NBA. Niggas fighting, punching each other. We said No, they don't. We don't. We don't. No, they don't. You're talking. We don't see it. When? You bring up the fact we don't see it. We don't. We don't see the shit. We would at least hear about it, though, bro. We don't hear about shit. No, we don't. Because they don't let this information get out. Come on, bro. They don't let this playing around, bro. I've seen no. I've seen several former NBA players who've been playing for at least the last 10 to 20 years who have said, I've seen several fights in the locker room. I've seen several fights at practice. Our shit just never got leaked to the media. Whoever leaked this to the media, that person needs to get fired. Bruh. Because that shit is not supposed to get to yeah, the Yeah, they're going to get fired. But this y'all niggas is putting you know the blame on them and not and on Raymond for being an asshole. You know how many times in high school we seen niggas fist fight bro, in niggas basketball and bumping, football bro. practice? Bro, stop fucking on, around. Bro. Niggas was not bumping. On, no. You woke up on a nigga like, like that, bro. Happen, bro. You woke up on a nigga this like shit. that? Come on, bro. This is the fucking NBA anyway. You bring up high school shit. This is the league, bro. Niggas are professionals. Niggas are professionals, bro. These are grown men in practice. These Come on, bro. Fuck no, bro. bro. Fuck no. I'm not letting niggas get away. Y'all trying to let Draymond skate or get away with the shit. Talking about this always happens. This don't always. Yes, y'all are, bro. Yes, y'all are. Talking about this shit always happens. This shit don't always happen, bro. Bro, come on. Real niggas like Steven Jackson talking about this shit don't never happen. Or you can't do that shit, bro. You can't. Some 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 points you can't get past, bro. Some points you can't get past, bro. Players from NBA players that say I ain't rolling several times in my I'm not rolling if they if fight altercation type shit we've heard about altercations all the time if you're saying an altercation I agree with you the old shit's happen like teammates yeah they brothers but they're gonna show love it's gonna be some fights but niggas is really throwing punches you you beef you walk up to me throwing an actual punch that shit rarely happens bro because, like you said, we probably don't see the shit, but we would at least hear about the shit, bro. This is 2022, bro. We would hear about it. We would hear about it. The fact that we found out, the fact that we found out and saw this, that we heard about it the day before, but we heard about it the day before it happened. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's why I said you would at least hear about it. Probably happens on that we don't hear about. Like this, this was not supposed to leak. This information was not supposed to leak. That's what I'm saying. It's the fault of whoever on the organization staff, whoever leaked this information. It's their fault. It's not the fault of the players who who bumping that practice. Like it, it's normal. The shit happens. It's testosterone the in the air. A nigga it's walk practice. up on you on your teammate, bro. Your fucking teammate. What? What? What do you do as a teammate that you walk up on me and punch me, bro? It's nothing that I can say to you that has you physically physically punching me, bro. It's never, especially when you Superman punch me like Draymond just did. I'm not letting that shit slide, bro. I'm getting my shit off for real. Cause y'all I'm letting Draymond slide he... talking about this nigga got to get fired. The dude, uh, camera person got to get fired. 
for uh, yes. leaking the footage. Who gives a fuck about the camera, nigga? Why are y'all not talking about Draymond and how big of an asshole he is for He's stepping to one of the young fired. niggas on the team and t- punching him out over some contract shit or reported He's contract supposed to get shit? Sus- He's supposed Come to get on. suspended. I'm not only talking about somebody who leaks the video. The uh, the report was because already out that they had a fight. Bro, that matters. That matters. I don't, bro. It's but y'all putting more attention on the 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 camera dude than Draymond being an asshole. Because the camera footage was not supposed to be leaked. But it's no, it's no, it's no point to that. I'm saying before the out. vid, though, bro. Before nah, we even bro. seen the vid, niggas was going crazy about Draymond punching pool, bro. It was before we even seen the vid. Niggas was like if Draymond we, was the asshole. Now y'all talking about oh it's leaked footage. Oh that's why shit out. What does that even matter that it was leaked if we, footage? If we never would have saw the video, we would have had whatever vision in our head of whatever would have happened, and we would have never we knew what really the happened. We heard the report. The day before all the video day. came out, we heard they the niggas was going crazy. They could dramatize that shit all they want. Bro, Steve Kerr was already in Draymond's ass but the day before the video came out. That's why you're not getting. <laughs> Steve Kerr was like, bro, Draymond passed the line that niggas can't get crossed. It don't matter what video came out. We heard about it. it you punched out matter, pool. Bro. The niggas reacted matters. to that. Niggas reacted the to the matters. report, bro. It was before the video. The, the video made it more confirmed. But we was already looking at Draymond crazy. Like, damn, you really punched out Pool? One of the best players on your team. The Really the future of Golden State. You punched him out for what? Over some contract shit? That's the problem. That's the main thing, bro. All, all this agree. bullshit, all this shit that always happens, that doesn't matter, bro. Draymond I'm not, saying, I'm not giving you an excuse, bro. I'm saying yes, Draymond you are. Should, yes, y'all are, no. bro. Y'all Draymond giving an should, excuse by saying that other Dray- bullshit, bro. Draymond should be suspended. Draymond should be fine. But we cannot sit here and act like in the world of sports, especially when it comes to men, we say shit, we get fired up, and then if you say the wrong shit to the wrong person at the wrong time, niggas will swing on you. You see it at the high school level. You see it at college. And yes, the shit happens in the pros. The older you get, the less likely you want a nigga to try you. Plain and simple. I'm not finna sit here and act like niggas. Niggas be ready to swing on each other at the park hooping. When, bro, we ain't talking about no niggas at the park, bro. We talking about niggas in the league, bro. We see niggas about to fight all the time in the league. That shit never gets to punches, bro. The past 20 years, what the fuck we seen a punch, dog? Come on. Especially when y'all teammates. Y'all niggas are teammates. We Y'all don't niggas see it in the man. games. Fuck that shit, bro. Bro, we don't, don't see that it in the Draymond games. With a fucking warning with that bullshit, We bro. don't see it in the games because Fuck when you that, do bro. it in the games, you're more likely to get fined. You are more likely to get suspended. You know why the niggas did that shit in practice? You know why Draymond did it in practice? In his mind, it's up to the Warriors to suspend me. It ain't up to the NBA. I ain't got to worry about what the fuck Adam Silver got to say. It's up to the Warriors to find me. I ain't got to worry about Adam Silver finding me. Them niggas are not going to do anything nine times out of ten, and you see they did it. All they did was find Draymond. That's why Draymond had no But that does not matter, bro. That's my point. No, that shit not, don't matter. But what I'm telling about you, I'm where telling it you was. the mindset. It's the fact that you I'm punched your the, teammate, bro. I'm telling you the mindset of what Draymond was thinking in that moment and why he was okay doing it in practice. Of course, we don't see niggas swinging on each other in the games no more. You see that bro. once every blue moon when it niggas is clearly don't care. It is I get teammates, teammates, bro. I'm not saying bro, it's right, but the shit 90s, happens. bro. And the, the only happens, example bro. y'all keep bringing up is happens. some Jordan shit, bro. Come on, Jordan from night. No, I don't agree with it. Example? I don't agree with it. I'm telling Come you what other on, people bro. are saying. I don't agree Come with on, that bro. old ass. Come with on, that old bro. ass example. I totally Come agree with you. I don't agree with that old ass example. But what I'm saying is, we cannot act like the shit just don't happen to act so shocked and just so struck that niggas are actually swinging at each other in practice. Like, yes, we are going to be shocked. 
Because that's I'm some wild shit to do over some all. bullshit like a fucking contract. He's one of the best young players on your team and you jealous. That's why you hit him. You hit him over some pride shit. Honestly, that's some whole shit by Draymond and y'all letting it, it slide and y'all letting it shower off some reputation. Oh, this always happens. Bullshit. No, I'm Draymond is an asshole. Draymond is I a just... bitch. Draymond is a hoe for that. Period. That's what we need to say before all of that. We need to make that clear, bro. We need to make that clear for that. I said he should be suspended and he should be fined. But I understand because the shit happens. That's all I said. Understand? He, nah, bro. He need the to get reason, suspended. I think he the reasoning makes it even more. I think the reasoning for it is why it's more of a problem to me, bro. It's more of a problem. I, I agree. See we got, we got I totally agree on with you. But, but I, I think I, the I reasoning. with that. But the reasoning in this situation, if the report is true about it being over a contract, is some whole shit by Draymond. If we beeping about some other shit, uh, some hoes outside, you talking about my girl, I understand why y'all fighting in the locker room. I don't accept it. I don't excuse it. But I understand because it's some personal shit. But if it's over some contract business shit and y'all teammates, you just jealous of me? That's some pride shit and you doing that out of pride for what? For one of your young niggas? To one of your young boys who looks up to you? Come on, bro. That's some whole shit. And we letting that nigga escape with that, bro. Y'all letting him escape with that. I don't fuck with that. We don't know what was said in the footage. We don't know what was said in the footage to make Draymond finally, after they was just talking shit, they was on opposite sides of the court. Whatever Jordan Poole said to make Draymond say, all right, fuck it. I'm going to walk over I gave you that. We we don't know. I give you that. That's why I agree with you, bro. If it is the contract shit, that shit is stupid. You have no reason to swing on a nigga over a contract. Be mad at the coach. Be mad at the organization for trying you like that. But we don't know what Poole said. What if at the last second, what if at the last second Poole said some shit about your family and then that's why he walked over there? Then it's like, okay, bro, you got to get swung on at that point. And this is my point, though, because I'm going to pull up the report because this is why I feel so bad because I read the report. I got it up, pulled up on Twitter. Give me one second. I got a report, and uh, this is, like I said, this is reportedly. This isn't anything. We don't have any video footage of what was said. This is just from the article. They said, fast forward to Wednesday's practice. Our sources on site say Poole called several fouls during a scrimmage, and Draymond called him a bitch multiple times as a result. Things escalated when Poole allegedly said, you know what it is, Draymond, seemingly bragging over the contract situation. And Draymond got in Poole's face, allegedly saying, no, I don't know what it is. Then he threw the punch. So if that's the issue, you know what it is? That made you punch me? You feel what I'm saying? Especially when we know that Draymond is the aggressor. You walked up on Poole. In the video, we clearly see Poole ain't saying shit. And he's standing there. Draymond is the aggressor. And he's the nigga talking. You walk up on Poole? And it don't matter what Poole say. You walked up on him. He pushes you because you obviously are invading his personal space. He pushes you to get you out of his face. We see that in the league all the time, bro. After that, somebody got to come in and separate it or y'all got to separate yourselves. But the fact that after that, you punch him? Come on, bro. That's too far. As teammates, as teammates, if it's over that contract shit, that's too far, bro. That's crazy. You sucker punch that nigga. Everybody talking about some, oh, no, oh, Poole got to have his defenses up. Oh, Poole, he ain't from the hood because he got to come the fuck on. This is the NBA. And Poole's not going to think a nigga going to swing on him over some contract shit because he know that's some whole shit. Shit me. I am. Who? Nigga, like nigga, you said, why, why? why are you mad at me when the nigga the the business is not paying you? The just because I know, just because I know you ain't supposed to be mad at me, that don't mean I'm gonna just have my guard now with you walking up in my face. Especially after I push you at that point. Once you get in my face and then I push you, I know what's up at that point. I know you either finna swing on me or you really finna just be bitched up and walk away after I push you off me. And them the only two options. 
and niggas ain't finna take that L and get bitched up after getting pushed. You you probably finna swing on me nine times out of ten once I push you off me. Niggas is niggas is having real nigga situation and standards with this. Like Pool is supposed to have that awareness. Like oh, this nigga's going to punch me. Pool has yes. been in the league four years and has not seen this shit happen in the NBA. In the because game. why the fuck? Because why the fuck would it happen in the league? We are all grown ass niggas trying to get a check. Why the fuck are you punching me over some contract shit? Whole nigga shit. Niggas are childish. Niggas are childish. Okay. 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 That's where you should start at. Draymond is a hoe and he's childish for that. Why are we talking about some, oh, it's everybody. Oh, it's the cameraman fault for leaking the footage. Before the video even ever came out, bro, Draymond was a hoe for doing what he did, bro. Poole ain't got to react to that nigga or for punching him. You walked up on me, nigga. I'm supposed to expect you punching me after that? We in the league, bro. Come the fuck on, bro. Come on, bro. I, hey, you get in my face and then I push you off. Somebody finna throw something. Especially I, when you my OG, you my vet, and you do that shit to me. Oh, come on, bro. That's why after all this shit, I'm not mad at Golden State looking to trade him, get rid of him. Cause it's like, bro, we know Draymond is the the energy of this team. He's the heartbeat of this team. We understand all of that. But there's some things you can't get past, bro. Yeah, it wasn't the Steph Curry or Klay Thompson, the, the obviously the cornerstones of this franchise. But Poole is about to get a major extension. Probably going to get say, $35 he million. He's he is the future of this franchise. He's the future. So, exactly. So if he sees a problem with you, or if he, if he goes to the front of and say, hey, I don't want Draymond on this roster no more, Draymond got to bounce. Even though he is the heartbeat of his team, Draymond got to bounce because Poole is the future. Draymond, you 30-something. You can bounce, honestly. They got some young niggas on their roster that can probably fill in the shoes of you. So it's like, he, he I, I would think about getting rid of Draymond too. I would get rid of Draymond after this year. Draymond would be gone, in my opinion. He would be gone. He wouldn't be a warrior no more. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all, bro. They say he want to play with Bron anyway, so shit. Niggas was saying that's what they was fighting about. They was like, who must have said something about Bron? Them niggas started to throw foes, bro. Yeah, man, that shit just had me heated, though, bro. Because I, like I said, I just felt that was some whole shit. Like, we can disagree on how we feel about it if the shit always happens or nothing like that, bro. But as teammates, as grown men, as niggas who won together, won championships together, we fighting over money that I'm getting from the business, bro. Like, if you, you got a problem with the yeah. business. Go you don't got a problem with me. You don't have a problem with me. me. <laughs> you don't get, yeah, exactly. You taking your aggression out on me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit don't even make sense. So it's like, man, that shit crazy. Whether this shit I'm happens all the time or not. I'm 20-something years old. I'm fresh off a chip that I played a big party in, and I'm yeah. going to get a big-ass check. Yes, I'm I'm probably smelling myself a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Like, were <laughs> you mad at Poole? Like, Poole is nice as shit. He's getting better. He's only 21. Or were we mad at him for talking shit during a, a pl- practice? We were literally joking about he's the player that plays his best in front of holes. Like, yeah. yes, he, <laughs> he probably does act like this. Like, <laughs> the nigga who and pulls in tell. the camera like this. And you can tell, and you can tell, bro, like during like the actual games, like he be talking to his shit, like to the crowd and shit like that. Like you can tell he that type of nigga when he get going. So I'm not surprised if he talking shit to Draymond and they got to a point. But I'm saying like you, it got to a point where you had to punch him, bro. Especially when you was calling him a bitch, you the instigating the shit, calling him a bitch. Yeah. And that's what was being called because before the video even came out, it was reported that he was calling them soft anyway. So that's, that has to be true. You calling him soft and calling him a bitch has to be true. Like I said, you don't have to believe the whole report, but some things in there are true, bro. So that shit was just crazy. So with this whole situation that happening, where do you feel like Draymond, what's going to happen to Draymond after this? What, like, where does the chemistry of the team at this point? I, I don't even know because Steve Kerr came out um, 
Kirk came out today or yesterday or something. He said him and Poole had a talk. The team had a talk and type of there was some type of uh patching going on with with what happened in the situation. And we know Draymond said I'm gonna take a few days away from the team. You know, I don't know if he didn't get paid or not, but he did end up getting fined. So he got fined. He he stepped away from the team for a few days. And then eventually they did have some team discussion or at least a one-on-one discussion with him, Steve Kerr, and Jordan Poole. And they patched it up at least somewhat for what we know, at least enough for them to play basketball together. Yeah, I heard that Poole didn't accept his apology. And, like, they still on, like, rocky terms. Like, the team accepted his apology. But Poole was kind of like, he wasn't really accepting the shit. Because he Steve probably was all right with it enough to play, but yeah, like I'll play with you, but you ain't my nigga no more. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it was reported, but Stephen A came out earlier today saying that like Draymond didn't just like hit him and knock him to the ground. Like Draymond literally knocked that man out. Like he was like unconscious after he punched him. That's what Stephen A says. So it's like, yeah, nigga, we're not gonna be cool. I don't care how long you're on this team. Like, nigga, we're not gonna be cool after that. You're not my man. I'm looking at you sideways every time you come up to me, bro. Like, that's why I'm like, the chemistry is always going to be off because not only does Poole look at you weird now, even the cornerstones like Steph and Clay are looking at you like, damn, we can't trust you anymore. Not that you're going to hit Clay and Steph, but damn, we can't trust you, bro. We already know that you get aggressive at times and that's the energy we need. But it's like, damn, not to punch our young star? That's something that we can't trust you with? Not to be the vet and presence in this locker room anymore? That's something that the whole Golden State organization has to look at, man. I think it's going to be a weird season for them. Yeah, they're the defending champs, but with Draymond being on the rocks, with him knowing that the, his tenure with Golden State is most likely coming to an end, this is going to be a weird season. I'm interested to see how the West turns out now. Because I, coming into the season, I was more so like, okay, it's going to be the Warriors or the Clippers, in my opinion. But now I'm starting to give like a little edge to the Clippers because of this drama with the Warriors. Like, how will they overcome this? You know what I'm saying? I'm really interested to see how this all comes together. So I'm, I'm interested to see it. And uh, I ended up putting the topic Dre to L.A. Like, would you fuck with that? Dre going to play with Braun and A.D.? I don't know at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm more than sure the reports are true that he does want to play with Braun. And like yeah. you said, do the Warriors even want to keep him anymore at this point after this situation? On top of him, just get on top of Draymond just getting older, period, and them mm-hmm. getting more younger um, forward type pieces that could probably fill in his spot for a good mm-hmm. chunk of the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if whether it's LA or wherever else LeBron plays, I think Draymond Green will. <laughs> you think he's following LeBron, LeBron though? <laughs> I, I think that's honestly what he's doing, wherever Bron is, bro. I it think it's going to be LA. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think they will have a good defense with AD and with Draymond, but I think Draymond will get a rude awakening of like how it is not to play with Steph and the system not be tailored around him. Because if Draymond is on 31 other teams, he's not as valuable a piece as he is, bro. He's not. Like, when people sagging off in the uh, in the paint, when you at the three-point line, that shit is going to affect your other teammates on any other team. You don't got Clay and Steph and all these other shooters that's going to bail you out. So you're going to see the reality of what it is to play without them. And I think Draymond isn't going to have the same effect. Defensively, yeah. he can. Yeah. But, like, offensively, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. Y'all thought he swung on pool. <laughs> that boy definitely. 
Hey, let him be on the team with AD well, and he found that AD and got that dog in him. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna swing on AD ass. What you mean Hell. you don't want to practice today? <laughs> that shit crazy. And then Pat Bell, he might he might not swing <laughs> on Pat Bell because he know Pat Bell gonna yeah, swing. Yeah, Pat Bell will get back. Yeah, Pat Bell. Hey, if you not back Pat Bell to the ground, he finna get back up, nigga. He a wily coyote Bell. ass nigga. That shit crazy, bro. <laughs> Any other uh thing you want to touch on with that Draymond and, and Poole situation? Because that was the uh, biggest thing that happened this week. I I think teams are gonna be more cautious moving forward. Um, at least in the in the NBA world, uh, because we we also see this at football practices. Granted, we see it oh, with for team sure. versus I agree team. with you on football for sure. We we see it with team versus team. Well, I don't. I don't remember the last time I seen two teammates fighting that oh, practice. Steve Smith and uh Josh Norman. And I remember Josh but Norman. That, but that and, was uh, a while ago. And Cam Newton. But I think yeah, that, that, that I feel like I agree with you on that happens way more in the NBA teammate after teammate. That happens way more. I mean in the NFL yeah. that happens way more than in the NBA. Yeah, so we I, I think we'll see a lot more cautionary stuff. But like mm-hmm. I said, bro, with the cameraman stuff. It don't matter what reports go out. You don't want video footage to support whatever the oh, I agree. reporters are I saying. Agree. So I think teams are, especially the Warriors right now, other teams are going to crack down on their media teams. Like, this shit does not get out. No matter what the article says, we are not letting video footage of our internal private practices. <laughs> We're not letting that shit get out, bro. We can't. It's like, but at that same point, with the payday TMZ probably gave him, it's like, it don't matter who you are, what organization you are. If TMZ has offered me 100 k for that video and I'm only getting paid 50 for the job I'm doing, I can find another job. Nigga, fire me, nigga. I'm going to find another one while I'm sitting on this 100 k that I just got from TMZ. Like, that's how, that's probably how this dude from the Warriors was thinking. I'm only making 50 to 60 k They paying me 100 Fuck this job. Fire me, nigga. I'm going to go somewhere else and just sit on this 100 for a minute. So... I think that's going to continue to happen no matter how much they crack down. But I do agree with you that the video did excel the 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 hate on Draymond. It did. But I was already looking at Draymond crazy with the report that it came out the day before because I was just like, Draymond went over the line. We know that you're a fiery competitor, but hitting your teammate is just over the line. I just didn't like how much people were talking about the, the video person and the camera person over Draymond because it became more about him than about Draymond being an asshole for punching his teammate. And that's what I didn't like. And I was just like, yeah. why, why are we doing that? You know what I'm saying? But uh, moving on to some more, not really NBA news, but future NBA stars and Victor Wimbanyamba and Scoot Henderson. They had a matchup last week. They, they actually had two matchups last week, but the second yeah. one Scoot really didn't really play in because he got hurt. But Wimby went crazy in both. Scoot went crazy in the first one. This is really the matchup of the future that we really seen. It was on ESPN2 last week. They played against each other. Uh, Wimby plays for some NBL team out in uh, in France or in Australia. And Wim- and uh, Scoot plays for the G League Ignite team. They ended up playing on Thursday night. I think in the first game, Wimbenyama had like 37, mm-hmm. seven threes, five blocks. Scoot had like 28 and nine assists. So we were really looking at the future of the NBA. These two are projected as the number one and number two picks, but all of the attention really went to Wimbenyamba being a just a unicorn and just an alien being seven five and doing everything that he does. So, like, Edgar, what was your biggest takeaways from like the game that when you watched it? My my biggest takeaway was I was very impressed with Scoop, but I was just so impressed with Wimby just because I think since KD, 
I don't think I've seen a man that smooth at that size, just with the way the ball just rolls off his fingers with the with his jumper, the way his three looks so effortless, bro. Like the way he can just uh do that Euro step that he got through the paint. I'm like, bro, this mm-hmm. man's seven five and he just <laughs> he pulling tricks out the bat like he KD. Like uh-huh. this is this is a real <laughs> KD comparison for real. For real. I, it, he taller than KD, I'm sure. He's seven so, five. Um, yeah. yeah, so it it's it's something that we haven't seen in a while, bro. I, I don't know about the taking him straight out of like because I forgot who said this, but somebody had said uh if he was around when Braun was in high school, Braun would have been the second overall pick. Oh, he would have been like I was like, mm, I don't that doesn't know. mean that doesn't mean Braun isn't the better pro- the player, but they like statistically and just like through the years, they always take size over the talent. Just go back that, to Greg Oden and like the Kevin Durant situation. That's true, but I was thinking from a, a aspect of it was the early two thousands where you could still be a lot more physical with mm. how you played. And although yes, they <laughs> choose um, size as far as height, they they um, they prioritize that first a lot when mm. it comes to picking players. But I think the build that LeBron had on top of the skills, I think that still would have made him the number one overall pick. Plus his IQ. I think his IQ showed a lot more even at his young age than mm-hmm. I think it's showing with Wimby. Wimby has the skills. I just haven't seen him in a situation where he's really like running the floor at the same time. That's why I think Braun probably still would have been number one, but Wimby definitely would have been a top two, top three pick. No, no. And question. this is what I would say, bro. Wimby honestly is the greatest NBA uh, draft prospect that I have seen. I'm somebody who was young when Braun was actually coming out, so I didn't see young Braun. Obviously, I can look back at how good Braun was, but he's personally the greatest one I've seen. To do what he can do at 7'5", shooting threes, running the floor, has the footwork. Like, I've never seen somebody 7'5", and not really be clumsy at that size. You know what I'm saying? How coordinated he is. Blocking shots. It's like nobody can really get around him, even though school had a couple of layups around him. Like, the three-point shot. I mean, he's pulling up from three, like, in transition, just hitting fadeaway threes at 7'5". Even though we've just seen Chet, and we call Chet a unicorn, he's, he's something even different than Chet, bro. Yeah, I'm about he's to say he's different. He's, he's, he's different. different than Chet. Chet probably has more handle, but as, like, overall game, I'm looking at Wimby. You know, he's the greatest draft prospect that I've seen. I would take Braun over him, just looking at, like, everything that came with Braun, being 16, having a pressure being known as the chosen one. Like, it was just a different pressure on Bron when he actually came into the NBA. But personally, the greatest draft prospect that I've seen, well, it, it is him. It is him. And it, it is not really close, bro. I know we was going crazy over Zion and all that shit, but Wimby is I was I was going to say, we we had some, some good prospects. Zion, when AD was at Kentucky, like AD yep. was a – Fire ass prospect. Who uh, it was? It was a couple other prospects. He can let he. I don't think he has any hoes, and we can't really put the weight thing on him because that's honestly starting to become such a tired excuse now, especially in this NBA where oh, everybody I was looks like he was in the old. I was talking about if he oh, was in the old. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, but you know that that's something that's they're they're going to knock him for. It just come with the skinny players. They said the same thing about shit. You got to put on weight. Like that's always their excuse, but it's so tired because everybody in the NBA. Looks like him that plays center. Everybody is skinny. Unless you're Joel and B, Jokic, you look like Wimby, but you just don't have the skills right. that he does, bro. So that man gonna be something different when he gets to the league. Obviously, he's gonna be the number one pick. But Scoop, honestly, Scoop on that first night, I was more impressed by 
because of how much work he was doing. The shot was something that was really impressing me because last year he was in G League Ignite 2. His shot wasn't really on like it was in this matchup. He only shot like 21% last year. He shot like, like 50% during the, these last couple of games. So definitely excited for him because he reminds you of like a John Morant, uh, Colin Sexton, but way better Colin Sexton. Like he reminds you of one of those type of prospects. Like doesn't have the jumper all the way yet. But the athleticism is there. He can step in the passing lanes. He can create. He had nine assists in that game. So he's going to be a stud in this league, too. And these two are going to be compared in the league for a long time, bro. So definitely excited for the 2023 draft class. Now we can move on to the NFL Week 5 recap. First thing I wanted to talk about is, is it time to take the Giants and the Jets seriously? So we've seen in this week that uh, the Giants ended up beating the Packers. They came all the way back. I think they were down 20 to 7 or something like that. It ended up coming yeah. all the way back in the game in London. And we see that the Jets, even though that uh, Bridgewater got hurt and uh, Tua did not play, the Jets ended up having a big win over the Dolphins in blowout fashion. Is it time to take the Jets and the Giants seriously? I think with the Giants, yes, just because of how – just because of how well coached they are, bro. I think right now the Giants are looking like a more well-oiled machine than we thought. Even with Daniel Jones at quarterback, the run game that they have with Saquon, the way they're just staying in games, the way they're able to play from behind, that is a true skill that even some of these playoff caliber teams cannot do. That was a knock on Lamar Jackson for like the first two and a half, almost first three years of his career so far. If like Lamar can't play from behind. Like, even Aaron Rodgers, we criticize Aaron Rodgers a lot. When A-Rod playing from behind, we don't even know if he got that comeback in him for real. So the fact that the Giants are doing well with playing from behind right now, they're playing aggressive. Daniel Jones is not even looked at as somebody that has to play great for them to win. I think the Giants deserve a lot of respect right now. They're 4-1 and one in a solid division with the way the Eagles and the Cowboys are playing right now. But the Jets, the Jets are impressing me. The Jets are doing a lot better now even thought they would halfway do this season, but I don't think it's time to take them serious yet. We already projected that the Patriots will probably be third or fourth in the division. So them being better than the Patriots right now. Oh, don't lie, nigga. Don't, you said they were going to be above uh, the Jets. You said the Patriots going to be above the Jets. No, I did. But the fact that they're in the, the fact that they're fighting for the third spot with the Patriots, like, isn't a shock though. Honestly, I thought the Patriots would be above them, even right if they now. had the same score. <laughs> the, the funny because Miami, who we all had high expectations for since two has gotten hurt, they're in fourth in the AFC East and they're battling with the Patriots for second now. So they are second. And the who else is in the AFC East? I'm blanking on who is first right now. The Bills. The, the Bills are first right now in the AFC East. So the Jets are right there, but we're gonna find out a lot about the Jets in this next month because they play against the Packers. The Broncos, the Patriots, the Bills, the Patriots again. I feel like we're going to learn about a lot about them, bro. Obviously, going up against the Bills, that's probably an L. But playing against uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, obviously going to be a tough test. Aaron Rodgers one of the greatest that we've ever seen. And playing against the Patriots, even though Mac Jones could play that game, just going against Bill Belichick and getting over that hump of the Patriots will be something that I think is a big stepping stone for the Jets. So I think over this next month, we will find out a lot about them. But I think this was a big win. Even without Tua and without Teddy Bridgewater, this was a huge momentum win. And I was really happy with the things that I seen from Zach Wilson and from that defense. Because that defense is what's really impressing me, bro. 
their yeah. defense. Uh, they drafted a lot of young 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 pieces. Uh, Sauce Gardner looking like a good number one could be off defensive rookie of the year. Uh, DJ Reed, Jermaine Johnson, that defensive line. They have some good young pieces on defense that we have to continue to look out for. So I'm excited to see the Jets, but I don't. I won't speak too soon on them. So I won't take them too serious. But over this next month, we're going to see what team they really are. But for the Giants, I think it's time to take them serious. Once again, it's about the defense. But it's an, a, another key fact, and I think we're starting to see it with Cooper Rush as well, how valuable somebody is when they do not turn the ball over. And Daniel Jones in his first couple of years, that's what he was known for. Danny fumbles, Danny picks. Everybody was trying to call him Danny Downs, but that was more so what he was known for, the picks and the fumbles. But the fact that he's not turning the ball over as much this year is really maturing with this team. He doesn't have all the weapons. The wide receivers aren't there. Yeah, you have Saquon Barkley, but he's making it work with a game manager perspective. And that's what's really keeping him in the game. And the defense is just holding teams to uh, enough points that the offense can catch up. And Saquon is having a resurgent year. We have to give him a lot of credit for coming back from all of the injuries and still persevering and getting to this point right now, looking like one of the best running backs in the league. So uh, I think the Giants are more serious than the Jets. But once again, we're going to find out more about these teams down the line. But that was a huge win over the Packers, though. Moving on to the next topic I have. Can the Cowboys defense carry them to a Super Bowl? So we're seeing the defense for the Cowboys do their job once again, hold the Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup to 10 points, did their job. Cooper Rush did what he's done for the past four weeks, and that's win games, running game was on point. But now we're starting to hear the Super Bowl thing with the Cowboys now. It might just be delusion from Cowboys fans, but the defense does look legit. So, Edgar, can the defense carry him to a Super Bowl? We haven't seen the Cowboys look this good since that 2016 season when Zeke and Dak first walked in the building. This is the best they've looked since then. And I think it's not too crazy to say that this defense can carry them, excuse me, to a Super Bowl. Whether it's Cooper Rush staying that quarterback for the next few weeks or whether Dak comes back sooner than expected and plays like that. But it's all going to depend on what the scheme is, what the offensive scheme is when Dak comes back. Because if they switch it to where they're just solely dependent on Dak and they're not trusting the running game anymore and they're treating Dak like Superman, they're going to become very predictable and they're going to go back to the regular Cowboys. But if they continue to play the way they're playing now with Cooper Rush by putting Dak back in there and just keep playing the same way, we're going to have to mention the word Super Bowl with the Cowboys. <laughs> I was about to say, bro. We're getting to that point. We're getting we to that point. Get the Bucks, we probably going to get carried by our defense, too. They ain't even, they ain't even close right now. And we get just, anywhere near the Super Bowl. It's our defense. <laughs> and, and, and let's be honest. like the, the Cowboys defense is the best defense probably in the league right now. Even yeah. over the Bucks, how they looking. Michael Parsons is defensive player of the year right now. Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Diggs is doing his thing. Uh, you still got uh Demarcus Lawrence on the other side of the ball. Good secondary. This team is holding it down on all fronts, bro. The defensive line in the secondary, you can't get anything off. They have played against good competition. They played against the Giants, who a lot of people seem to take serious. You played against the Rams, the Super Bowl uh favorite in the uh NFC. They've played against teams and are still holding them to their worst games of the season. The Cowboys are serious, bro. They are serious. This is the most serious Cowboys team we've seen in a long time. I agree with you, but it will come down to Dak. It will come down to Dak, and if this Dolphins would stay the same, 
which I think it will, but I still think the wide receivers will have to make plays because it will get to a point where they're going to start stacking the box, where this offensive line can't obviously block more people that are in the uh, in the box. That Dak will have to make the throws with the wide receivers that you have at hand. Are they capable? Yes, you have C.D. Lamb. Yes, you have Gallup. But if those two are getting locked up, can you make it shake? Can Gallup and Lamb uh, be those wide receivers to step up and be true number ones? That's something that I think we will see later in the season when Dak gets back. But at this point earlier in the season, they're looking like Super Bowl contenders legitimately, bro. Hey, it's it's going to make <laughs> it's gonna make Stephen A. Day if they play this great and then they still fold somehow, some way, bro. <laughs> and I thought about that, too. Field day. <laughs> and, I, and I thought about that, too, like, because he always says, like, they're an accident waiting to happen. But with this defense playing like this, yeah, they're honestly foolproof. Honestly, because they're the offense can do whatever they can go through their ups and downs, even if that comes back and the offense seems to change. The way this defense is playing, if they're only going to give up 10 points, like goddamn, anybody can put up 13 in this NFL. So the defense, I think, can carry them to a Super Bowl, bro. They're legit, they're legit for sure. And honestly, my defensive player of the year pick that I picked before the season is first right now because I did pick Michael Parsons. And my defensive rookie of the year and Devin Lloyd from the Jags is leading in uh in the odds for defensive rookie of the year. So my picks predictions for the awards is looking pretty nice right now. I ain't gonna lie. Mm. Moving forward to the Sunday night game, we had the Ravens versus the Bengals. It was a back and forth matchup. Bengals ended up coming back toward the end, but the Ravens ended up hitting a game winning field goal by the GOAT Justin Tucker. But I wanted to get your opinion on who do you feel this game told more about? Did it tell you more about the Ravens or did it tell you more that the Bengals still have some problems to overcome? I think it told me more about the Ravens just because y'all are still letting this happen. Y'all are still letting teams come back somehow, some way. They're not figuring out a way to just completely finish a game without it coming down to a last second. Justin Tucker, of course, Justin Tucker is automatic. He going to make the damn field goal. But it shouldn't come down to Justin Tucker in just about damn near every game you play right now. Like the Ravens, they could have a 14-point lead, 21-point lead. Come down to it, eight minutes left, you got to hold your breath because you really don't know if the lead is going to stay that entire time. Yeah. So it's telling me more about <laughs> them and their defense not getting the job done with keeping the score wherever they need to keep it as opposed to the Bengals who are, I don't want to say they're, um, what's the word? It's not a Super Bowl hangover, because if it was a Super Bowl hangover, like I feel like it, it'll look a lot worse. Like I feel like they'll just look completely terrible. But things, but the things have changed. Things have yes. changed for the, the Ravens, not the Ravens, but the Bengals. The thing about yes. the Ravens, I thought their defense played pretty damn good, not letting uh, the Bengals yeah. really go off, because we've seen the, the Ravens play against the Bengals twice last year. And the Bengals were going crazy. I mean, Jamar Chase was getting loose, T. Higgins, wherever. They were getting loose all over that Ravens secondary. So only holding the Bengals to 17, I thought they did a good job. Lamar should have put up more points. He had a lot of missed throws, a lot of missed opportunities. I think he could have played better. But they ended up getting a win regardless. I think this game told me more about the Bengals, though, on how things are changing in terms of how people are playing Joe Burrow. Yeah, we can talk about the offensive line, but I thought the offensive line played pretty solid. I thought it really came down to Joe Burrow as running against zone defenses like he didn't play against last year. Last year, he went against a lot of man defenses, and they were doing one-on-one coverage with Jamar Chase, and he was attacking that matchup at all times. 
And in this matchup against the Ravens, they played in zone the whole game. And the, the Ravens are a predominantly man team, but they played in zone the whole game and they shut down everything. They were forced to run the ball, something they really do not want to do because they want to throw to uh, Higgins and want to throw to Jamar Chase and they want to throw to Boyd, and he couldn't di- get that. And we've seen a lot of bad at passes from Joe Burrow, something that we never see. I mean, four or five passes were batted down by Jason Pierre-Paul during this yeah. matchup. That was rare. So I think those changes from defense is not guarding Jamar Chase the same way, not guarding Joe Burrow the same way. That's why we're seeing the complications in, in this Bengals offense right now. It's not as explosive as it was last year because teams are completely playing them differently, and we're seeing them trying to adjust to it right now with the Bengals. And they're they're really struggling. They're really struggling. I think that's my biggest takeaway was the Bengals. So I, they, they still got some stuff to overcome with, bro. I, I agree. Um, Burrow has to get a lot. It, it'll come with time, but uh, he has to get a lot better at reading zone defenses. You have an elite receiving core. Your O-line is playing better. Now it's just going to come down to you as the quarterback of finding the right pockets to throw your receivers into open spots. And like you said, his vision has to get a lot better. You can't have four to five batted passes, especially if they're coming from damn near the same player each time you know mm-hmm. so i i think he just has to get a lot more a lot more aware if he's not going to be that mobile he has to um get a lot smarter from the pocket and be able to find those gaps in those coverages but i honestly like i said before i was i was happy with the performance that the ravens defense played changing the game up playing zone most of the time jason pierre paul he was a free agent for the first couple of weeks but he's like the damn near the best defensive player for the Ravens right now. I think he had a sack. He had like three batted down passes. And like he looks fresh right now. So definitely shout out to JPP. But once again, the offense for the Ravens is something that we're going to continue to talk about. It's going to sound like a broken record. They do not have enough weapons, bro. And I can't just put it all on the weapons. Like I said before, Jam- uh, Lamar did miss a lot of throws that could have been touchdowns in this game. But I still don't think they have enough weapons, bro. And they ended up, uh, I think Bateman didn't play in this game, so that made it even harder. DuVernay had some big plays, but they just need more weapons for Lamar, bro. And Lamar got to hit some, hit them when they open for sure. And uh, moving on, we got the Matt Rule news. Matt Rule ended up getting fired from the Panthers. It was happy days for me being an old Panthers fan right now. I was happy. He's the reason I'm not a Panthers fan anymore because he got rid of Cam and then he, he started changing around the whole system. We started playing trash when he, once he became the coach. So I'm glad that nigga gone. I might actually be a fan again now since he out of there because I'm hearing that Sean Payton, this was a move for Sean Payton. So if Sean Payton coming to the Panthers, we get Bryce Young. We could be in business if we the Panthers. I don't know. But another thing that I'm hearing about this move, since they fired their coach, Matt Rule, and most of the staff will be gone after the season, a lot of the big-name players on the Panthers could be on the moves. One of them is Christian McCaffrey. A lot of people are saying, oh, maybe he goes to the Bills, who are running back away. Maybe he goes to some other teams that are, oh, they need that, 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 uh, that boost in the running game. So it's something that can really come from the fallout of the Panthers. They have Brian Burns. Uh, a really burgeoning player who is up for a contract extension that a lot of teams will be looking for because I think he's second in pressure rate in the NFL. Like he can't constantly gets to the quarterback. So Brian Burns will be a name to look out for when we get closer to the trade deadline. It's some good young players that you had to look out for. But how do you feel about this Matt Rule situation? 
Uh, it was about time. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> we, we I just wanted to get my rant on. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to get my rant on, my nigga, because I was just tired of dude. Obviously, he came in, heralded out of Baylor. Everybody thought he was going to be the next one. They signed him to a seven-year contract. So a lot of people were expecting him to be the future of the Panthers. But in the first year, sometimes you could just see it with a coach. Like like yeah. we see it with the, with the Giants and Brian Dayball. You just see it, bro. Like, damn, he turned around a team. This is the same Giants team from last year, which was trash, and he's making them good with his coaching. Not having Daniel Jones turn the ball over. You can just see like it. your boy, like your boy last year with with T Law in Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> the same shit. Like you got to that nigga ain't it. They got rid of that nigga after one year too. You can tell that nigga was not it, bro. Hey, that he boy got it. caught at that boy got caught at the adult club. Yeah, it was over at that point. Oh, facts, 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 facts. That really but was it. I'm wondering um where Matt Rule is gonna go from here. They say he could go back to college and be a mm. head coach in college. He has a very respectable college coaching career. Oh, sure. So he could um Oklahoma, a team that the culture yeah. is changing quickly and they are playing trash and they do not have a lot of upside right now. That's the program he could probably go to. I'm or hearing Nebraska, own, like Nebraska yeah, is somebody with a lot of money mm-hmm. that will pay that wants to see that team get turned around because they were a powerhouse in the eighties yeah. and nineties. Now they've been trash for the past 20, 30 years. Somebody has to turn around that program and they'll throw him whatever amount of money he wants. Well, I'm wondering if he's going to play it by which conference he joins. That's why I say Oklahoma more so than Nebraska. And you Plus, think he's ready for the SEC, though? That's SEC in a year. It is, but you got better recruiting options, and you just got a better chance of, once you get those recruits, you got a better chance of being more notable and having mm-hmm. a better shot at a, at a title. If you go to Nebraska, you got to be okay with just, Winning your conference and still not getting any recognition. But that's big anywhere. for them, though. That's big for oh, them. It, it like everybody has Nebraska. different standards. Yeah. But it, it depends on what he wants to do. Does he want to bring back an old powerhouse or does he want to join a program that isn't far away from being right back in the mix yeah. of the playoffs? Like it, it just depends on what he wants to do with that. Because Oklahoma still has the talent, but you've seen it in this game versus Texas on Saturday. Like but them boys going to transfer. If they don't yeah, get no coach, they finna the transfer. Yeah, they finna transfer. Drop, like, fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they going to transfer. So it's like that That might turn into a rebuild quicker than a lot of people are expecting as well. Yeah. So he still might have to put in some work for that one. But it will be interesting. But I'm glad he's out of the NFL. So moving on to the NFL Week 6 preview. We got some good games coming up this week once again. Uh, one of them is not Thursday night football. Not looking forward to that game. But we got to deal with it. Commanders versus the Bears. Amazon, what else we got? I got to fix something about this damn Thursday. Yeah, every Thursday night football game be just weak, bro. Last week was bro, who? Who played last week? The damn Colts and Broncos. Damn yeah, it, the worst yeah, game yeah, yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> the worst game of all time that I have ever seen played. Like, it was bad, bro. It couldn't mm-hmm. have gotten any worse, and it kept getting worse every single mm-hmm. time. And then it got the nerve during the game to be like, be sure to catch us next week with the Commanders and the Bears. I was like, bro. We not coming back, back for this shit. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are not coming back, back for this shit, bro. I'm capping. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm going to at least watch some of it. All right. <laughs> but a, a, one huge game of this week is Bills versus Chiefs. That is the game of the week. Bills oh, versus yeah, Chiefs. Sure. Obviously, the Chiefs had a huge win versus the, uh, versus the Raiders on Monday night. Bills blew out the Steelers. This is the game that we all want to see. Because this is the game that we got to see Josh Allen take that next step. Can you get over Mahomes? So we have to see it in this game, or this will be a huge sign. 
I'm telling y'all, I, Quincy just said it. If I I love Josh Allen, I've been big on the Bills. I ain't, I ain't picked them this year. I told y'all before the season even started, I ain't finna pick the Bills this year because I refuse to be upset. If they win, great, but I ain't gonna be upset if they don't. So I prepared myself. But if Josh Allen does not beat Patrick Mahomes this weekend, the Bills ain't doing it, bro. I'm gonna tell you right now, the Bills ain't gonna do it. They're not gonna do it because that means Patrick Mahomes got your number, bro. We said that about Lamar. Who, who do we say that about Lamar Jackson with? We we said somebody had Lamar number. It might have been the Chiefs. It, it might have been, but he ended up beating the Chiefs last year, though. Oh, so yeah, everybody, but like, he everybody ended up beating them. Yeah. But mm-hmm. with Josh Allen right now, it's on a different level. We're talking about who's gonna make not just who playing, who you playing during the season, but yeah. making it to the damn Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We gonna know if Patrick Mahomes got your number or not. Cause if he if you can't beat him this week, I know you on the roll. I know you're going to Arrowhead. I know it's prime time. But mm-hmm. the light shine brightest for the biggest stars, and we're gonna need to see Josh Allen do what he need to do. But another yeah. game that's gonna be big that I don't think people are thinking about that Ravens Giants game. That's gonna tell us a lot about the Giants. That's gonna tell us a lot about the Ravens too. If the that's. Ravens don't win this game, that's gonna be a big one. Especially with the Ravens having the track record of getting come back on, especially with the Giants being like the cardiac kids always coming back. All right, that's two style of plays that you don't really want to go up against each other, especially if you're the Ravens. So they definitely, I don't even know definitely who the underdog in that. Who the underdog in that game? The underdog in that game is the Giants. The Ravens are a five and a oh, half point favorite. Bavada, Ravens, yep. ooh, they beat the Ravens, bro. That's upset of the week. That's upset of the week. I don't give a damn. That's tough. And we also got the Cowboys versus Eagles. We're seeing yep. who the cream of the crop in the NFC East is. And I told y'all last week about the NFC East how it's the best division in football. Niggas was telling me no, but we got a 5-0 team and two 4-1 teams. Who else is doing that? Nobody else doing that. So that's all I'm saying. They look like the best division. (laughs) All right, man. So let's move on to picks of the week. First night for Thursday night, we got Commanders versus the Bears. Ugly ass game. I don't know why this was prime. They need to do like college because with college, they'll switch that time up real quick. They'll have a prime time game for like week six. And by like week three, week four, if they say you ain't gonna be that good for real, they'll be like, no, nah, we're gonna change the time for that. <laughs> but I think everybody, I think at least one every team has to play on Thursday night football. I think that's how it's set up in the NFL. True. So you have to play on Thursday night. So you can't really flex them out, even though we wanted True. to. <laughs> Uh, I got the Commanders. That's a tough one, bro. It one was. thing I didn't like from hearing about the Commanders was uh, Ron Rivera, man. Ron Rivera ended up throwing uh, Carson Wentz under the bus this week, saying that yeah. what what because somebody ended up asking him like, what's the biggest reason that you guys are losing compared to all of these other teams in your division? He ended up saying the quarterback position has to be sustained. This, that, the third. But the thing is, Carson Wentz isn't playing great, but he isn't playing terrible like he did last year. He's playing pretty good. Fourth in the, the league in passing yards. He has a good uh touchdown to interception ratio. It is that defense that is really the holding the commanders back. Not having Chase Young is a big problem, but they're 26th in defense and scoring defense. That's y'all issue. Carson Wentz says, yeah, he's not the best quarterback, but he's not the reason that you're losing, bro. That's one thing I didn't like from Ron Rivera this week, bro. That was some whole shit. I didn't like that. Throw your quarterback under the bus. And got- But another reason why um I think he probably did that He's a defensive coach, and I think as a defensive coach, you don't want to say your defense, even though we clearly. But that's what I'm saying, though. But like, you, really, you don't want to really say as that. defense. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I, that's what I'm saying too. 
But you can't speak out against your quarterback like And you can't even say it's a huge difference in quarterback play because we just got through talking about Daniel Jones on the Giants. And Cooper like, Rush. Those people are in your, your division. <laughs> exactly. Like, that could have been – we know the defense is the reason the Cowboys are winning the way they are. We know Daniel Jones is not the reason the Giants are winning the way they are. The only complete team, for real, in the division from what we've been seeing is the Eagles right now. So I think him just being tone deaf to the question and not wanting to – talk bad about his defense being a def- one of the few defensive coaches in the league at this point, he was like, I'm going to just go with the, with the quarterback, <laughs> even though we know it's your defense. So. Even though that's what I'm saying. And that's why you look even crazier because you are a defensive coach. You know your defense is not playing well, and you say it's your quarterback. Come on, Rod. I fuck with Rod. <laughs> Rod used to be on the Panthers. But come on, Rod. You can't do that, bro. But I'm rolling with the Bears, man. Bears had a, a fight against the Vikings this week. They showed a lot of promise. Uh, Justin Fields actually threw the ball 20 times. Thank thank God he's actually throwing the ball. I'm about to say, so thank I'm, God. <laughs> thank God. So let's, I'm going to roll with the Bears on this one, especially with the commander's defense being what it is. I'm going to go with the Bears at home. Uh, next, we got 49ers versus Falcons. 49ers. Never picking Atlanta. Don't care. <laughs> you want to Don't care about the record. No. Oh, yeah, that was, that was bullshit. That was bullshit. And that that's bullshit. something that we should talk about just regardless about just the NFL this week with the calls that were being made were yeah. ridiculous. That Chris Brady Jones. That, oh yeah, that God. David, that, that Derek Carr went, like, what the hell was going on? That was worse the, than the Brady the one. Shit? That, was, that Chris Jones, that, that was, was worse than the Brady one, bro. It was. Because it's like, you strip sacking the quarterback, you have the ball. How was that? What could he do? What could Chris Jones do? Tackle him with no gravity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally, bro. What, like, what do you want me to do here? I knocked the ball out of his hands. We're both falling to the ground. I can't do anything else. Because with the Brady one, with the Brady one, that was classic top player privilege. That's all that was. Like, that was top player privilege. Two, Brady is undefeated against the Falcons in his whole career. He was on a two-minute drive, no timeouts with Atlanta, and Brady – and Atlanta had hope. I'm not going to be one of the people that sit here and say Atlanta just oh, won they the had game hope. and yeah. they got the ball back. But they had hope. They didn't. They were upset that they didn't even get the opportunity to get the ball yeah. back. And that and that's where I was understanding because we can't. They were down by five or six points. They were. They were down 21-0 to start the game, and it was 21 to 15 exactly. at that point in the game. So it was like they so were. They, they had the momentum. They very well could have scored, but the fact yeah. we don't even know because they didn't get the opportunity. That's why that was bullshit. But I think the Chris Jones one was worse just because, like, what what do you do? How do you play defense if you can't do that? And this is all a byproduct of what we've seen with Tua. We've seen yep. Tua have those, uh, the concussion, the head injuries, and the back. whole NFL is, like, trying to take a step back of, like, oh, we got we to gotta really hammer down a rough in the passer. We don't want our quarterbacks to go through this. So I think that's what we're seeing now. But it's too far. And a lot of players are advocating for roughing the passer being reviewable now. And I agree with them because it's, it's becoming way too ridiculous with the calls that we've seen this week because they're game-changing plays. And I think yeah. that's the real problem with it. Even though the Chiefs still won, the Chiefs in that position, they, they could have got the ball before at the half. They could have scored a touchdown. That, that could have been a big reason why they could have lost that game. So those are game-changing plays that could have been made. And with that Brady call, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Michael Parsons, he was he was one of the several defensive players that spoke out on Twitter. He mm-hmm. was saying, how do we play defense at this point? Because yeah. if we're tackling quarterbacks and can't, like, slam them to the ground or bring them to the ground, they can still throw the ball while we got them wrapped up. 
So mm-hmm. y'all want us to just let offensive plays continue through the whistle because we can't fully tackle a quarterback? Like, because mm-hmm. Brady, if if the Atlanta Fal- – I forgot the whoever the Falcons player was that was – Brady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett, one of, one of the best defensive players on that team, one of the best defensive players in the NFC right now, if he would have just held on to Brady and just, like, dragged Brady, Brady could have still got a throw off and possibly we could have got a first down. And then we're looking at the Falcons like, why you ain't fully tackle them? You know what I'm saying? So how do you, how do you think at that point and how do you play as a defensive player even when you do textbook tackles, you get a flag? And, 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 and it's also the fact that, we're seeing privilege calls, not just for Brady, but for quarterbacks that are not mobile. So yes. Brady had that 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 sack, and he got the penalty for it. But players like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, uh, all of these other quarterbacks that we see running outside of the pockets, they do not get that same benefit when they get hit. Just like Brady gets hit, they don't get those rough in the pass or penalties. Even outside of this call on Sunday, Brady can get hit the same way Lamar Jackson get hit. Brady can get a call in Lamar Jackson. Like the unfair nature in that, I feel like it's something that needs to be reviewed and needs to be looked at as well. Why one quarterback can get those same privilege calls and somebody like Lamar Jackson, who's won an MVP in this league, even though he's a mobile quarterback, doesn't get those same calls. That's something that I noticed with Cam back in the day. Cam never got any rough in the passer calls, even just because he was a big quarterback. I about to say, because Cam was so big, and I hate that. They was like, mm-hmm. Cam is so big and he's so forceful. He's still a quarterback. Like He's, he's a quarterback. still the thrower of the football. Yeah. Like, I don't give a the man yeah. can be 6'10 fall. I get 6'10, 280. I don't care. Mm, like yeah. roughing the passer is roughing the passer. Like, and it's the same shit with basketball sometimes. Like they think just because you're 6'10 running through the lane that people slapping your arm isn't a foul. Like, no, if they're hitting me in the ball, <laughs> I'm getting fouled. Like facts, facts, <laughs> facts. So I, I fully agree. Something got to change in the NFL because yeah, this past week was ridiculous. Ridiculous. But yeah, I'm running with the other uh, 49ers this week. Uh, Bengals versus Saints. Uh, Bengals. Don't do the Saints. it. The Saints ended up winning this week, man. So I'm glad they actually got the win. But that was a damn <laughs> fluke. Please, Bengals. I'm gonna go with the Bengals, man. I'm gonna go. With I was the Bengals. pissed about that damn game too. Oh my god. And who the Saints played? Seahawks, and that shit went to the oh, wire. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, come on, Gino, get me this dub. <laughs> the boys let me down. I was like, y'all let Andy yeah. Dalton do this? Oh, <laughs> uh, Bucks versus Steelers. Uh, I got the Bucks on the road. We need this win. We need it. Yeah, I got the Bucks. Jags versus Colts. Uh, Jags. Yeah, for sure, Jags. Jets versus Packers. Even though the Jags miss slipping, I got to call out how I see it. The last yeah. couple of weeks, T-Law, you ain't been looking like that nigga, bro. I was, I was on your, I was on you, bro. I ain't gonna lie, I was on you after the first, the third week. Last couple of weeks, bro, you've been looking ass, bro. I ain't gonna lie, you've been looking ass the last couple of weeks. Bro. I ain't it's gonna lie. the Jags, bro. I'm telling you, but I trust them more than the Colts at this point. Nah, for sure, uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, I got the Jets. Another big upset week. Even though the Jets are looking impressive. It's Aaron Rodgers and you on the road. That's a huge upset if you get that dub. So I got the Jets. That's a tough one, bro. Especially how Sauce Gardner playing. Whoever your number one, he finna clamp down. He got some of the best defensive stats this year, too, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. They say he can make a Pro Bowl like his rookie year. He could be a rookie Pro Bowler, bro. Like, he he that nice right now. Yeah, because I think it's him and uh, Devin Lord are, like, neck and neck for, like, defensive rookie Mm -hmm. of the year right now. So, yeah, he doing his thing. Damn, man. Am I really on this Jets bandwagon? 
You ain't oh, I ain't on the jet. bandwagon. I, I no, I'm saying, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. Oh. <laughs> uh, give me the Jets. Give me the Jets. Patriots versus Browns. Oh, damn. Do I want to? I can't even recant my pick because I already put my picks in. <laughs> I picked the Browns. I think that's going to be tough, though. But I, I got the Browns, though. They had, they had the crib. So. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Browns. Ravens versus Giants. Mm. The most interesting one o'clock game. And the Giants mm. at the career. And the Ooh, but I like Lamar, bro. I don't want Lamar to take an L like this to the Giants. Oh my God. Uh I like what I'm seeing from the Giants, bro. I'm a, I'm gonna go with the Giants on this one. They just look perfectly coached right now. Coach of the year nominee for sure at the moment. For sure. Whew. I'm gonna go with the Ravens, bro. Come on, man. Y'all gotta do something. Offense gotta step up. Vikings versus Dolphins. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Vikings. This honestly just depends on who is playing quarterback because I know it's not gonna I be two of this that. week. Yeah. Who, yeah, I know it's not gonna be two. I know he's not gonna be cleared this week. But if Teddy Bridgewater plays, that makes a difference as well. So, damn. I like Captain Kirk on the road. Why are the Vikings four and one, bro? Like I'm getting the same feeling. Like I'm getting the same feeling Steven that usually gets by the Cowboys. Like something finna go wrong with you niggas. Like they, them just being four and one is weird as shit. To me right hey, now. they're the weirdest four and one right now. Yeah, it's just like you. why y'all four and one for real? Like, but I told y'all, bro. The Vikings. I gotta look at the, the schedule. Most- who have they played, bro? No, nah, who have they played? I gotta they look beat at the Saints. Schedule. They um, who they played. I gotta they beat the Saints play. in London. They beat the Bears. Uh, they beat the Lions, and they beat the Packers. The Packers are a respectable dub. The Saints at the time, well, no, nah, because Winston wasn't playing. Uh, I mean, I guess they good dub. You got the Bears. Uh, the the, the Lions uh, was a respectable dub. I say the the um, yeah. But I feel like that Eagles game really told us who they were. That 24 to 7 really told us, like, they ain't really like that. So it's like, I don't know, bro. It's but they're playing the Dolphins with a hurt quarterback. So it's like, damn. I'm gonna go with the that dub over that dub over the Packers said a lot. No, nah, the, the dub over the like it did, it did, it did. So the dub over the Packers and then the dub over the Saints, those are two respectable dubs. And then that, that Lions <laughs> dub, it's like, yes, yeah, the Lions, but the Lions have been scoring like crazy on everybody. So mm-hmm. I got to respect at least the Saints and the Packers dubs. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, Cardinals versus Seahawks. <sighs> I think I picked the Seahawks again. <sighs> Gino, please don't let me down two times in a row like this. Yeah, I got I'm the rolling Seahawks. with the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Seahawks, man. Uh, Panthers versus Rams. And they had a grip. Panthers versus Rams. Rams, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> if this is a close game, somebody has to get It's funny because this game is going to be close because it always Why? happens. Why? The, the, week, the week after you fire your coach, I feel like the team always plays their best game they after they fire their coach. They're not <laughs> book. They they pulling every play out the route tree right exactly. now. Exactly. They're pulling everything out. They're gonna do no, anything to get this W they're doing for the whatever new coach. the hell they want to do. That's the they're only gonna, reason why. They're gonna do everything to get this dub over the Rams. I'm not gonna pick them, but I'm this and is gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be the close game. I'm gonna be close. I got the I got the Rams though. I got the Rams. Uh Bills versus Chiefs. 
got the Bills. I, I hope Josh Allen does what needs to be done and shuts everybody, especially Patrick Mahomes, up. Two and a half point spread on Bovada. Chiefs at home, though. Oh, bro. Bills are the favorites. That's I'm going to roll with the Bills. I'm rolling with the Bills. I'm on the Bills bandwagon. I got to ride. I got to see it through. So I'm going to ride with the Bills. Be, that might be game of the year, not even just hey, game facts. of the week. Facts. <laughs> Somebody said, bro, I'm taking the over this weekend. I don't care what the fuck the score is for the over. I'm taking the over. Whatever y'all said, over is over 54. Me, I'm taking it. It's, oh, yeah, it's going to be over it. that. Yeah, I'm over is 54. Yeah. <laughs> Next game, we got Monday night or Sunday night football is Cowboys versus Eagles. I think the Eagles stay undefeated. I love the Cowboys defense right now, but I think Jalen Hurts, he finna make his case right now. Bro, he asked for MVP, but that boy, MVP nah, he talk, if he do it, he, nah, he, he ain't got the MVP. Who else in the MVP? Right Who else in MVP? He undefeated. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying off an of impact, not numbers. If you look at numbers, Jalen Hurts ain't in the MVP conversation. But if he you got look 10 at touchdowns. impact, in the, but um, he he not top five passer right now. I don't even think he, he got ten touchdowns and two I'm interceptions. He, he has ten. His touchdown interception ratio is on his side. When I'm talking about completion percentage, and I'm talking about throwing yards. I'm talking about all the stats. That shit, but but that's what I'm saying. Who, who else is the MVP? Impact. Who else is the MVP right now? If we talking about MVP. Josh Allen. Right now, Josh Allen. Hold on. I'm and it's hurts. Josh Allen's Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yeah. Those, those three. And Lamar probably. Those four. Yeah, Lam- but the Hurts yeah, is above. It's really Josh Allen and Hurts to me. I would have Hurts above Josh. Uh, I don't know if I Mahomes. I don't know if I have him top two. He he will make his He'll case for top Mahomes. two. For top two after this week. If he somehow, some way, and not no, nah, I'll give him the because they ain't got to like really beat Dallas, like as long as they get the dub. But yeah, if he plays a damn near flawless game and they beat Dallas, bro, he'll top two MVP candidate at the moment. But I'm taking the Eagles, they're gonna stay undefeated. Hold on, bro. I'm looking up these NFL MVP odds, man. Let me see who up. Uh, damn, you're right. So, uh, in terms of odds, Josh Allen is one, Patrick Mahomes is two, Josh or uh, Lamar Jackson is three. Jalen Hurts is four. Justin Herbert is five in terms of odds as of uh, October 11th. So the odds oh, have Mahomes at two. That's crazy. How this nigga undefeated in four? But because <laughs> the stat the stats not on his side, bro. The, they the are. He got ten he, touchdowns. The dubs that he's getting and the way he's getting them based off of the eye test. Hell yeah, he an MVP candidate. But if they if they try to bullshit that and go mostly off of stats, he ain't in the lead right now. So. That's the same shit that they was trying to give Cam, but Cam had the rushing TDs. I feel like niggas are not accounting that. He has eight rushing touchdowns. He, yeah. I think he only has two passing touchdowns. So everybody see two passing touchdowns like, oh, he don't got the pass. But if you combine him, he has 10 touchdowns on the season. Right. Like that, that matters. The rushing yards that he has matters in the MVP case. I think he's still going to be in a fight towards the end of the season. So I ain't going to get too mad about it right now. And, uh, but damn, who do I got? Though? The Eagles at the crib. Six yep. and a half point spread on Bovada. But that Cowboys defense, though, bro. This the toughest game the, the Eagles that had, bro. That offense might not look the same. That's going to be an impressive road dub for Cooper Rush if the Cowboys get that dub, though. We know the defense going to be Damn, a huge bro. reason. But if Cooper Rush don't make no mistakes and he picked that That's defense apart a little bit, 
Cooper Rush better get a lot of respect if he walk into Philly and get that dub. But I'm taking the Eagles. I trust them to stay undefeated. Damn, bro. That's a tough one. Fuck. I'm going to go with the Eagles on that one. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, Broncos versus Chargers. I need the Chargers to win this. You can't let the Broncos come <laughs> in on the road and get yeah. this dub. Like, the like Chargers, the- y'all got to win this. Got to. The rushing yards allowed. Hold on, bro. I got to – I got to – before I really make my confirmed pick, I got to look up – do some research real quick. Chargers got, like, a bottom-tier defense right now. That's the crazy part. Offensively, they they clicking a little bit, but defensively, the Chargers is ass right now. I'm talking about this Philly game. Does Philly have a good run defense? They have a top-10 run defense. Mm. I'm about to say, they top-10 offensively and defensively right now. God damn. And damn near all categories. It's like, I really I really want to pick the Cowboys. Something is telling me pick the Cowboys, but it's like, damn, I got to roll with the Because the Eagles, I think the Eagles, uh, they lead the league in interceptions. No, the Cowboys lead the league in interceptions. Yeah. Damn, my bad. I had them, I had them mixed up. I'm gonna just stick with the Eagles, bro. But that's a tough one. That one's gonna be close. It is. I would I would take I would take Eagles plus six and a half on that one. I think that's gonna be super close. Field goal type game. Uh and I, yeah, I'm for sure going with the Chargers. I think that game's gonna be a blowout. Moving on. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Moving on. Got college football week six recap. We got a few storylines for this week. Alabama pulled off a thriller against Texas AM. That was a dog fight to the end. Bryce Young did not end up playing, but that game was crazy. TCU ended up beating the once undefeated Jayhawks in a thriller. Uh, the University of Tennessee thumped LSU, and UCLA topped Utah. Edgar, what was your biggest takeaway from this week in college football? My biggest takeaway, we got to talk about Oklahoma again, bro. <clears throat> I don't give a damn what y'all coaching situation look like. The respect that Oklahoma has, bro, to lose like that to Texas, I get it. It's Texas. But, bro, 49 shit, that was just. In a rivalry game, bro. In a rivalry game, bro. Like, And I've seen some of the game. The players just, the heart went in it, bro. Like, them niggas just gave in. I'm like, what is going on right now with this team? That was the the biggest ups. Hey, their hearts was in Cali, bro. That hearts was in Cali with that nigga Lincoln, right? Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln. Lincoln. That, was, that was the biggest upset, and, and not upset as like Texas shouldn't have beaten them because Texas is ranked 22nd, Oklahoma isn't ranked. But I mean upset in terms of it wasn't even competitive at all. You could tell the game was going to be over within the first five minutes of the game. So that was one of my biggest takeaways. My second biggest takeaway, Tennessee looked like they might do it this week. What I tried to tell you. Tennessee. Hooker looked like he might do it. Hooker look like he finna pick y'all. that. As long as he stay away from Will Anderson, he finna pick that Bama defense apart, bro. I promise mm-hmm. you, God. He finna pick Bama apart. I tried to tell y'all, Tennessee is for real. I, I said know that it was, was LSU. I know yeah. it was LSU. But that boy looked flawless. I talked. I'm telling y'all, boys, Hendon Hooker is up there for the Heisman, bro. It's it's him. It's uh Bryce is still up there for me. It's Caleb Williams. And you obviously got Stroud. It's them folk. Like, bro, Hendon Hooker is up there, bro. And he's going to pick apart Alabama's defense. And they play this week. So, if Bryce Young don't play, it might not be close. I'm going to be real. It might not (laughs) be close if Bryce Young don't play. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I ain't going to lie. That nigga is legit, bro. He is legit. 
Especially if y'all going in dog fights with Texas A&M, bro. Dog fights with te- Texas A&M just got dogged by somebody the week before. Who, who, the, who the fuck they played? Damn, Mississippi Texas State. Or who the fuck Texas A&M played last week? They played Damn, somebody. I don't forget. They lost to somebody. It got thumped. Texas A&M played. Who they played the week before this? They lost Damn, to somebody, shit. bro. You can keep talking. I'll find it. Yeah, but yeah, that, that game. Uh, obviously, we had some questions about Milro last week. But just seeing him struggle in real time, just seeing that obviously they need Bryce Young back if they want to be uh, title contenders. Obviously, playing with an ace sprained AC joint is going to be an issue. So something that we just have to keep State. an eye on. It was, it was Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Yeah, so yeah, a team that got thumped by Mississippi State, y'all dogfight with Alabama. Y'all on upset alert this week. And I ain't going to lie to you. Texas A&M lost that game. I can't even say Bama won. That last Te- play was terrible. What the fuck the was that last play? The last drive. The last yeah. drive, the refs were giving them the fucking game. Like, <laughs> I was like, bro, that's two to three plays back-to-back against a Nick Saban defense that they're literally they're literally just letting you walk to the touchdown at this point. That And like you said, that bullshit-ass call they called at the end, I get it was your number but one game? wide receiver. But you throw a, a out route to the end of the – what? Oh, my God. I'm having Get everyone money, bro. in the middle of the field. I'm having everyone exactly. in the middle of the field. I'm not throwing for, no out route. For the money you do that, Jimbo? Jimbo got a title, so it's like you can't question that nigga, but we got to question that nigga, bro. What the I fuck was that? that? And you were, that you were offensive play, coach? Yeah, exactly. you were offensive coach, and that's what you come up with? And it's crazy because they uh, Texas a and ended up going back to their uh, the person who started at the beginning of the season, Haynes King. And that nigga ain't even good for real. Y'all was in a game with te- Alabama? It's like Alabama. Like, it's so many questions. Like, Bryce Young covered up so many holes for this yes. team. And you just seen it on, on, on Saturday. And y'all lost to AM last year. So if AM mm. would have beat y'all two times in a row without having any hopes of the playoffs, oh yeah, Texas AM would have <laughs> been talking that shit, bro. They would have been talking they shit. If they would have beat Bama two years in a row with no playoff hopes at all, they just get their season handled by saying we beat Bama. Facts. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, damn. But uh, at least Alabama pulled it out. They had a, a freshman or quarterback, so at least they pulled it out, survived another week. But, hey, Tennessee coming to town. Uh, I wanted to talk about TCU and beating the Jayhawks. That was a big win. That was a yeah. back-and-forth game. Shout out to the Jayhawks, though, man. I watched this game, and the quarterback for uh, Kansas, my goodness, he was the backup because the, the starter quarterback ended up getting hurt. The backup came in and looked better than the starter. That nigga was throwing bombs down the field, throwing strikes. Like, he'd been playing for three years now. That nigga was solid. I forgot his name, but the nigga was good for Kansas. Kansas is going to be good for a long time. Like, their football co- program definitely has been turned around, so definitely shout out to them. But TCU won that game, so shout out. And uh, UCLA ended up topping Utah. That was like a top 25 matchup. I think UCLA's in the top 10 now, no? They are 10, I think. I think they're 10 now, yeah. Yeah. They were 11 11 before. And I think UCLA, bro, they got a chance to make that push for the top six, top seven. If they win this weekend. If they win this weekend, they they got a strong chance. I forgot who they play this weekend. They play Oregon next weekend. They, they are still Oregon eleven. Next weekend. Yeah, they don't. They don't play this week. They don't play this week. When okay, do they, they play USC? Or oh, USC might be the last game of the season for. Uh, I think so. Yeah. But USC got a big game this week too against Utah, bro. Ooh. That's a big game. Because if USC yes, loses, 
if USC loses, UCLA, they got a bye week, UCLA might go up. And, you, facts. Uh, and USC will probably drop. So. Facts. No, that's, that's that's absolutely factual. Um, But let's look forward to this week, bro, because like you said, we got some good games. The biggest game of the week <clears throat> is at 3.30 on Saturday, Alabama versus Tennessee. And Tennessee is at home. At the but crib. At the crib. Alabama is the seven and a half point favorite on Bavada, but nigga, if Bryce Young yeah. don't play, nigga, I got that Tennessee. That spread need to be a lot closer than that. Yeah, than that spread need yeah. to be about four five points. <laughs> Hell no, I got Tennessee. Boy. Even if Bryce Young play, I still got Tennessee because I still don't think Bryce Young is gonna be fully recovered from that shoulder injury, bro. I really don't think he is, but I don't think he will play. Uh, you got Penn State versus Michigan this week, 10 versus yeah, 5 matchup. Oh, my goodness. You got NC State versus Syracuse, uh, 15 versus 18. You got Oklahoma State versus TCU, 8 versus 13. Uh, you got 16 versus 22, Mississippi State and Kentucky. And you got Clemson playing against Florida State. I know Florida State lost once again to uh, NC State, but it was a dogfight to the end. Florida State is a scrappy good team. They're losing to good teams. But they're in every game, bro. Y'all got to watch out for they, them against they, Clemson. They lose in leads, though, bro. I think that's something we got to pay attention to. They like, were down against NC State the whole time, weren't they? Were nah. They? They, they were up for – they weren't up for a, a huge portion of the game, but there was a point in the game where it's like, hey, y'all finna let these boys – Ah, uh, you're right. They was up 17-3. to You're right. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's like you – I get it. Is top fifteen in the country, but you got a seventeen three lead on the boys. Like you, NC State you ain't even something. like that either, bro. NC State ain't even like that. Their record so say or they record say fifteen. They ain't even like that for real. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Florida State is in close games with good teams, but the games that you damn near are finna win, you're you're kind of pissing away. So That's... that that was that that was my <laughs> take on that game. But just to go back to Alabama real quick, if they lose against Tennessee, bro. I think the rest of their schedule is going to be tough because let's see, you got Mississippi State at home right after that's Tennessee, that's but then you still got to play Ole Miss in November, and Ole Miss looking tough, top ten in the country right now, and then you still got the Iron Bowl. Like you still got the Iron Bowl at the end of the year, bro. I ain't looking at LSU like that, but that um that misses that Ole Miss game and that Auburn game, I'm looking at. Mississippi State, they'll probably handle. I got something for two wild Wednesday about Tennessee. I think Tennessee finna run through this shit, man. They got Georgia in on November 5th. I'm rolling, I'm rolling with Tennessee, bro. I like their quarterback. They're gonna roll through it. Uh so I got Tennessee winning that game versus Alabama. Uh so who do you have? Well, let me go back to the top 25. Who do you have? Uh Michigan versus Penn State, five versus ten. Uh, I got Michigan for that one. That's going to be good, though. Yeah, I got Michigan. Seven-point spread on Bovada, though. NC State versus Syracuse. I'm going to go with NC State. I'm rolling with Syracuse. Like I said, like, you ever seen that Jesse Pinkman meme, bro, where niggas like, uh, he, he can't keep getting away with this. Oh, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel with NC State, bro. The niggas keep getting away with them uh, wins, bro. The niggas are not like that, bro. I promise they're not. So I got Syracuse. Uh, OK State. Or, yeah, Oklahoma State versus TCU. I like TCU for the upset. They at the crib. I think um, they have a very good offense right now. I like yes. TCU for the dub. Yes. Crazy how they have a crazy offense with my nigga Pro League. That shit crazy. But uh, <laughs> shout out to TCU. Shout out to Max Duggan. I got TCU as well. Uh, 
Uh, Clemson versus Florida State. Predict the upset? Uh, Florida State nah. at the crib. It'll probably be a close game, but I think Clemson. Wh- why the fuck is Clemson number four right now anyway? They've been having some good W's, bro. I can't lie. They've been having some good I, W's. I like Michigan over Clemson to be top four right now. Michigan, Clemson can be top five, top six, but I like Michigan. The thing about Clemson Michigan, right Michigan now. hasn't played anybody, though. Clemson has played better teams than Michigan. Michigan's first test is going to be this week. Clemson has played better teams because they play Wake Forest. They play NC State. Both of those teams are ranked. And, uh, yeah, Michigan hasn't played any ranked teams yet until this week. So I, I, th- I think that's right. Uh, so I got hmm. – I'm going to do it again, bro. I'm going to do it again and roll with Florida State at the career, bro. They might blow that's another lead, but I like the team. I like the team, bro. I like the team. I really do, bro. I like the hey, new coach and all that. We're Gators fans. How about that? <laughs> yeah, no, we're Gators fans, but I, I fuck with Florida State, bro. I fuck with Florida State. Uh, Mississippi State versus Kentucky. Uh, damn, Kentucky been looking crazy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they've been like, I don't know. Bro. I about to say, I don't know what the hell going on with them. It was top 10 in the country at the beginning of the season. Once and again, the rankings don't tell you anything, bro. These teams are not what they are ranked, bro. Uh, I'm going to go with Mississippi State on the road. Yeah, I got Mississippi State, bro. Because Kentucky uh, quarterback been looking meh. Yeah, bro, I wanted to dive into that, bro. I'm, I'm glad you brought that nigga. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that nigga Because I keep seeing this nigga on top fives and top tens in NFL mock drafts. I'm like, what has this nigga done to be in I'm the top to ten? Like, what is, he, what is he showing you? What is he showing teams that's like, damn, I, we need this nigga on our team. And it's funny because I keep reading the scouting report on this nigga, bro. They keep saying he's not perfect. He's not even good. He has a lot of work to do. But they keep <laughs> picking him in the top five. Why is he a top five pick if that's in his bio? He's not He's not that great. He's not good. But you, he's a good project. Why is he getting picked in the top ten in your mock draft? Like, come on, bro. I don't like that nigga at all. Will Levis, he's not like that. This is a two-quarterback class with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and uh, Hendon Hooker. I will put Hook, Hooker from Tennessee over that nigga. That shit is ridiculous. Uh, and then we got USC versus uh, Utah. Uh, I like USC on the road, but that's going to be a tough one, bro. Saturday night, prime time. That's and they on tough. the road, bro. Three and a half yeah. points. Utah is favored, bro. Utah is yeah. favored. Damn. I heard, they, I heard Utah run defense pretty solid. But shit, you know USC going to throw that motherfucker up. I, I know, but shit. <laughs> I, got, I got USC. Utah got I get I think Utah got a little exposed after looking at um that Utah and UCLA game. I think they got a little exposed and USC can take advantage of and that. And that Florida game, that Florida game and that UCLA that game. That's it. So shit. definitely, definitely, yes, definitely something to look forward to. Moving on to two wild Wednesday. First thing I got, this is what I wanted to talk about. Tennessee is the best team in the SEC, bro. It, it's time that we have to say it. Tennessee is the best. Before they have their big games, before they play Alabama and Georgia, Tennessee is, is the best team in the SEC right now. Too wild, bro. Next week, not after this Saturday, <laughs> if they knock off Goliath, I will shut the hell up and let you say this again. But right now, while them boys still wearing the crown, I ain't going to knock it off. Bama is still <laughs> the best team in the, in the SEC, bro. <laughs> I will not take that away from them right now. Unless Tennessee do the impossible this weekend, I'm not taking that away from them. Is it the impossible? Yes. It's the impossible. 
I think it's possible. I mean, I mean, it's possible. Like they can do it, but I mean, the impossible in terms of getting over the Goliath. Yeah, yeah, just getting over the Goliath. Uh Yeah, yeah. I think this is not too wild, bro. I think Tennessee right now is the best team in the SEC. Their defense, like I said before, their defense is not the greatest, but it's solid enough. And their offense is what you have to look at because they're so explosive, bro. Like you said, they played against LSU last week, but even when they played against Florida, it was just like every time Hendon Hooker touched the ball, it was a big play. Something big happening down the field. Wide receivers running open, running naked. It was like Tennessee offensively. That shit is what's their calling card. And I think that will come true against this Alabama uh, team. Uh, I think uh, Georgia defense is better, but even against a Georgia defense, that's not the same as last year. I think they're better than Georgia right now on both sides of the ball. So it's like I'm rolling with Tennessee as the best team over Alabama and Georgia. Bro. I thank you. Damn. And y'all going to see. Y'all going to see. It is next because, uh, like I said, this week they play Alabama, and I think in a few weeks they play Georgia on November 5th. Mm-hmm. We going to see if the boys legit for sure. They're going to have to play one of them again for the SEC. Uh, what you call it? Yeah, for the Probably going to be Alabama again. Yeah, probably going to oh, be yeah. Alabama. Yep. And uh, moving on, the Raiders will still make the playoffs. Too wild or not too wild? I, I got some facts to back this one up. Damn, hold on. Let me look at the AFC. Yeah, quick. look at the schedule. Look at the schedule. I ain't even looking at the schedule. I'm just looking at the standings. <laughs> oh, you're looking at the standings. Uh, mm, oh, two out. Two out. Two out. Big Who got the last play? Who got the last playoff spot in the uh, AFC right now? If I was to say who could grab the last spot, let me get the automatics out of the way. The Bills automatic, Chiefs automatic. I think the Chargers are automatic, Ravens automatic. I think the Bengals are automatic. And then the you got last the Jets and Dolphins spots, in there, bro. They ain't even the looking that great. Spots. The last two spots are gonna be the Browns mm. and, the, and the Dolphins. Browns and the Dolphins. Mm. Yeah, Raiders okay. ain't making it. <laughs> If I was to say right now who making the playoffs, that's who I would have making the playoffs. So I know y'all look at the Raiders. The Raiders are 15th in the AFC right now. They won in four. They lost another heartbreaker uh, against the Chiefs this week, which they should have won. I don't even want to dive into that shit. That's why I didn't have it at the time. <laughs> but they lost another heartbreaking game to the Chiefs. But look at their schedule that is coming up. I'm going to read it off. They have the Texans, dub. They have the Saints. I give them that dub. They have the Jags. I give them that. They got the Colts. I give them that. They got the Broncos again. I give them that. They have the Seahawks. I give them that. And then you run up against the Chargers. Another tough matchup. You played against the Chargers earlier in the season. You lost. That's an L. Rams. That's a tough one. But how the Rams playing? I don't know. Could go either way. But, hey, I'll let you have that one. But then you got the Patriots. That's a dub. You got the uh, Steelers. That's a dub. Then you got the 49ers and the Chiefs. Their next six games are dubs to me versus the Texans, Saints, Jags, Colts, Broncos, Seahawks are dubs. And that's going to put them back in position. They should be dubs. But we've seen them play a couple of teams already. Exactly. No, for sure. Where it's like, how how the hell are y'all losing? For sure. That's my thing. Like, if they can go on this six-game run before they come up against, against the Chargers and make a turnaround and go undefeated the next six games, that's great. But I honestly think it's it's not going to be that simple. I think they're going to run into some tough matchups. 
with some of these teams that we're overlooking, and I don't think it's gonna go that smooth for the Raiders. I don't think so. And I and I I don't agree with you because I, I agree with my point that they're going to win five of these next six to be back in the conversation to make the playoffs. But it's just the Raiders because they lost a couple of games this year that are just ridiculous. They lost to the Cardinals when they were up by double digits. They were up by 17 against the, the Chiefs. They ended up getting came back on. It's like a couple of dub, a couple of L's should have been dubs on their schedule already, bro. So I agree that the Raiders, they're folding in the beginning of the season. But I think they showed a lot of good signs in this Chiefs win that will get them right, especially against the competition that they're going to be playing. They've had a pretty tough schedule to start the season. But I'm a, I'm a roll with it. I'm a roll with it, bro. They will still make the playoffs, bro. Not too wild. Not too wild. Moving on. The Rams are going to miss the playoffs this year. Too wild or not too wild? Too wild. I ain't finna go that down. <laughs> no, too, too wild. wild. Not too, too wild. wild. Too wild. Because you already bro. know. They probably are. You think they win their division against San Fran? Nah, they ain't winning the division. Okay. I got San Fran winning the so division. So they got to get but a wild card the playoffs, Okay, because yeah, I agree. They don't have you. a wild card. Okay, they're going to have a wild card spot. Cool. Mm-hmm. So the Cowboys, how it's looking, the Cowboys going to get in there. Uh, do we believe the Packers going to get in? Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers, yep. Bucks. Bucks. Vikings. Uh, oh, yeah, the Vikings. And then you got, spots, the, you got the then you got the Giants. That's the seventh Ooh. one. Damn. Because did you mm. say Packers? No. Nah, Packers make Packers. six. Okay, so it's Giants and Packers six and seven. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Right now, I wouldn't be surprised if the if people don't have the Packers making it, but the Giants making it mm. right now. Damn. The so, Rams gonna make it, bro. I would have the Rams in the if I had to choose between the Rams and the Giants, I don't give a damn how great the Giants are playing right now. Yeah. I, I trust the Rams later in the And it's crazy because I'm not even going by like record right now because I, I think there's going to be a lot of movement in the in the, in the, uh, in the NFC. Yeah. But just how the Rams are playing, bro, I have a huge issue with what's going down, bro. Because that offense is not a quick fix on their roster. I really don't believe so. Because it's really the same story every week of, you got to just contain Cooper uh, Cooper Cup because after him, who are they going to? Nobody else has shown up in these last five games. Matt Stafford is getting killed in the pocket. If it's not Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson is not getting open. They still don't have Van Jefferson. Uh, OBJ, we still don't know if he's going to come back. Uh, if Unless OBJ comes back, I don't think there's a quick fix on this offense, bro. I really don't. I don't think we're going to see the same offenses last year, and that's a problem. The defense can show up and, sh- and show flashes like they did last year, but I think they're still missing Vaughn Miller. They're not on, a- as explosive on that side of the ball as they were a year ago. I just think this team is not the same as last year, and I think other teams will take advantage of that and make the playoffs. So not too wild. They will miss the playoffs. They will miss the playoffs, in my opinion, bro. I, I think unless uh, Unless OBJ <laughs> comes back. Unless OBJ comes back. I think at worst... They'll just squeak in in the seventh spot, but I ain't finna sit here and say they ain't gonna make the shit. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna make it, bro. Look, I, y'all was, I think y'all, by hey. Thanksgiving, by Thanksgiving, <laughs> we'll have an answer on who or who not is gonna make the shit. Because look, y'all was talking about all of this Hall of Famer shit with Matt Stafford. That's the Hall of Famer. That nigga look like a man. Oh, man, that, that nigga look like a scrubby. That nigga look like a scrubby dub out there. That nigga like I, yeah, I, that, that look like the Lions Matt Stafford out there. I like Matt Stafford. I said Hall of Famer. 
I, I probably did say Hall of Famer. I, I don't, don't remember if you did, but I remember we had that conversation for sure. We had that conversation. Well, actually, I, I probably did. Shit, they put in, You they probably did. Because he they had a championship. They like in. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. They going to put Eli Manning trash ass in there. So they he got two rings. He got two rings. He got some of the, Man. bro, this is the thing about Eli. He got two of the greatest, he got two of the greatest Super Bowl moments in NFL history, bro. He That's does. True. He like, he going to get in just off of that. Like his his regular season resume, I agree with you, bro. He shouldn't be in. But the the hall of, the hall of fame moments in the playoffs, he has them. That's true. Uh, and one more I have is Christian McCaffrey will be a Buffalo Bill by the trade deadline. Too wild or not too wild? I say not too wild. The Panthers are imploding right now. Completely finna just start from scratch. Uh, they'll probably have the number one draft pick um by uh that time next year. And the Bills, they just need a running back, like plain and simple. Josh Allen, I believe, is still their leading rusher, which is wild as hell. So um, I think he can definitely go there, be a quick fix for them. All He just has to stay healthy. As long as Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, I think the Bills are going to bite on that immediately and really try to uh, get him out of Carolina. Imagine if that nigga become a Bill, bro. I ain't worried about the Chiefs after that, bro. I ain't worried. If they get Christian McCaffrey, like you said, he got to stay healthy, though. Because that is his biggest question mark. Because when he's healthy, I think. Glass. I, yeah, oh exactly. But when he's healthy, I think he's the best running back in the league. But look, if he stays healthy for the Buffalo Bills, that's what you're missing. You have no running game. Christian McCaffrey can make some shit shake in the damn phone booth, bro. He's going to make a nigga miss. Like, I think that's a big thing if they can get him on their team, bro. So I would like to see that. Christian McCaffrey would be a bill. Not too wild. And just one more question for you, bro. Guess who leads the league in passer rating right now? In passer rating? It's somebody trash, ain't it? Just, just guess. Damn. Who leads the league in passer rating? <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not even. <laughs> I seen um I seen Carson Wentz top five in passing yards. Is it Carson Wentz? No. Damn, Want another guess? It is nah. fucking Geno Smith. Geno Smith is top. damn. He is number one in passer rating right now, bro. He was gonna be one of my next guesses. Damn. <laughs> I was like, nah, that ain't Geno. <laughs> I seen that. I seen that early today, and I was like, wow, that's crazy to me. I know he's having a good season. But number one in passing rating, and he's top five in quarterback rating. Like, he's having a tremendous season for the, for the uh, Seattle Seahawks right now. So, definitely salute the Geno. That's wild. That is crazy. That is crazy, bro. Uh, nothing for social media wants to know. So, we're moving on to entertainment and current events. Uh, Edgar, what we got for this week? Uh, so, one of the first things I wanted to talk about was the pushback that Marvel is doing with some of these release dates, bro. We mm. This year, we just got a bunch of release dates for all of <laughs> the rest of Phase 4, all of Phase 5, all of Phase 6, and now we're getting pushbacks already. Deadpool 3 has moved from September 6, 2024 to November 8, 2024. Fantastic 4 has been moved from 2024 to February 2025. Uh, it was a, It's an untitled Marvel project that was moved from February 25 to November 25. Secret Wars has been moved from November 2025 to May 2026. And then it's another mm. untitled Marvel movie 
um, moving from May 2026 to just not being in the schedule at the moment. So a lot mm. of big name projects and even some untitled projects are already getting pushed back. So my question is, why? Like, I, I don't understand why. We just, like, at least two to three months ago during the summer, we got a whole bunch of release dates at the last mm-hmm. big Comic-Con in California. So I wonder what made them do all this pushback. But they're pushing back a lot of, like, Phase 6 shit, no? So it's, like, it's really far out shit. The shit that's going to come up, the Ant-Mans and all of that is really still in effect. I wasn't it really is, too upset because but... all of that is pretty in the future type shit. So that means we're going to see some... Because I think they did that, bro, because... Blade, because we heard about Blade having some trouble with the writers and stuff like that. They just changed directors. I think that's a huge issue because Blade is going to be such a huge uh, component of uh, the House of Harkness series. You know he's going to be with the dude from Eternals. uh, Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. Like He's going to be such a huge factor. Them not having something in place for his character could be a reason why stuff is getting pushed back. You know he's going to be in Secret Wars. They got to figure out what's going to happen to Blade. And that's on the back end of phase five. That's we're seeing. That's why we're seeing a lot of pushback from phase six because they don't have phase five fully in motion at this moment. So I think Blade is a huge reason for that. I don't know. I, I understand it, but shit, that's a lot of big name shit that y'all just pushed back out of nowhere, bro. Because I've seen it being pushed back, but I was just like, it's it's so far away. It's like I shouldn't have made it. But not but now they're making it even farther. Like it was, <laughs> it was already upsetting that we gotta wait this long for some of the mm-hmm. shit. Now we gotta wait even longer. And I was low key mm-hmm. excited for um Fantastic Four for the date November eighth because I'm planning for my wedding to be November sixteenth. So it's like I get two fire ass weekends back to back. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 not thinking about me with these releases. They not, bro. They not. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. But yeah. I'm still looking forward to them shits, even though they're going to push them back. Bro, I heard some crazy shit that Dr. Doom was going to be. I think you yeah. spoiled my ass for that. Why the hell you tagged me in that shit, nigga? I I'm didn't like, think it was thing? true. Bro, why the fuck you tagged <laughs> me in that shit? Bro? I, hope I didn't think it was true. I hope it's not. I actually know, because, damn, it'll be raw if it is true, but I'm going to be mad if it is. Cause I was like, yeah. why this nigga tag? Why is this nigga spoiling this shit? Just I, mean, I, I got out. it from Twitter. I got it from Twitter. <laughs> now, now, if I would have got it from New Rock Stars, you have every right to be upset. Right. <laughs> but I got it from Twitter. It's still up in the air. I got it from Twitter, y'all. Please do not say this is concrete. I was like, right damn, <laughs> Doctor Doom and damn Black Panther. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't know if he gonna be in it in it for real. But they were just saying he could be the whole reason why um, they're fighting. Um, they're fighting in the movie. So I, mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Even if we don't see him, there may be a hint of him in the movie. Yeah, damn, bro. I think the intelligentsia could have something to do with that shit too. Because I think the something that they ended up saying in She-Hulk, because uh, the the dude named Todd, he ended up saying that he got something from Wakanda. Yeah, got some yeah. a spear uh, from the See? option. I think that's a connection with the intelligentsia or something like that. How they're stealing their their products, and that's the problem between because they're probably stealing something from Wakanda and something from uh, Namor and but uh, Atlantis. It look like they're stealing from. Me. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's what's happening, bro. That is Damn. what's happening. So it's probably so. intelligentsia type shit. But Doctor Doom is in intelligentsia, <laughs> so it, it still could be him. It still could be him. <laughs> it still could be him, bro. So that I'm definitely looking forward to it, though. Uh, we got that Bronny James news. Get the NIL deal. Yeah, so along with a few other players, uh, 
Let me go to it real quick. So it says, breaking news, Nike has signed five student athletes to the NIL endorsement deals. Bronny James from Sierra Canyon, Caitlin Clark, um, who plays for Iowa, DJ mm-hmm. Wagner, a top 2023 yes, star from Camden, Haley Jones, um, who plays for Stanford, and Juju Watkins <laughs> at Sierra Canyon. So these oh, are the nice. newest Nike NIL um, signees. And, of course, Bronny James being the headliner, considering LeBron has been with Nike since he got in the damn league or even yeah. before damn near. So my question about this is how can you do this on a high school level? Cause I heard that Mikey Williams was getting NIL money, but I still don't know how that works in terms of like still keeping it quote unquote amateur because you're in high school, but you're getting NIL money. That doesn't honestly make sense to me. I understand they, it on they a do. college level. But like high school feels like eh, why they do still call them um amateurs though. In one of the articles I read, they they were still considered amateur basketball players. Mm. So I, I don't know how mm. it works. And I I was trying to look up actual figures on what kind of deals they could be getting, but I couldn't find anything at the moment. And also because this is the thing, this is what my thought process is. Because we see a program like o- overtime, we see that. They can't go to college because they're getting money from uh, right. the, the salary and shit like that. But so they can't go to college. They have to go right to the league or some overseas pro league. But in high school, you're getting paid money. So it's like, how does the shit work? Just because it's NIL, I guess the shit is cool for college since everybody's well, getting, NIL. Not be getting paid right now. They're probably just signing the deal. Like some of them, like uh, Caitlin Clark, who plays at they're Iowa, already in college. Yeah, she, she probably finna touch her money now. Yeah, people like yeah. Bronny and DJ Wagner, like pe- people like that, like they can possibly just be signing it for. Uh, but I think they're touching their money now, bro, because Mikey, Mikey Williams, he's touching his money now too, because I think he got mm. a Puma deal. And he's touching his money now because I remember he was on a, a, a I am athlete soon and he was talking yeah. about the 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 Puma money and shit like that the Puma deal. So it's like he they're getting paid money, but I just don't know how it uh, works because y'all in high school. So and y'all playing against other people that aren't getting paid, and y'all still get to go to college and y'all got paid in high school. It just doesn't make sense. So why can y'all yeah, get I'm, paid and nobody else can get paid? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Uh. I, so I really on a, don't know. That's a good on the high school front, I was always confused about it. Caitlin Clark and uh my girl Haley Jones from Stanford, she's nice as hell too. So I understand why they got it because they they're like the top two players in college basketball. I understand it, but yeah. like just from the high school perspective, I still didn't understand it when Mikey got it, and I don't understand it with these high school players either. It still confuses me in terms of yeah, how they can still I, go to I thought it was, college. I thought it was a situation where they were just signing a deal, and then when they get to the next level, then that's when they can start touching the money. But if Mikey already touches his money, he ain't Mikey even touching his. And, and I don't know. Yeah, Mikey touching his. And but just shout out to LeBron because LeBron is setting his kid up for success, signing him on with a, a Nike deal. This is creating the generational wealth. We already know that Bron is a, a a billionaire, but just already starting it up for Bronny with his little nesting. Like you gonna make your own money, bro. You ain't even gotta know worry about me. Too, yeah, right? like you already because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Bronny gonna touch. Seven figures when he in college because he's Bronny James. He's one, he's got like one of the biggest high school players just off his name alone. He gonna touch seven figures w- with the NIL money. So it's just creating his own generational wealth outside of LeBron James. And that's just like some joke dope shit for his dad to be a part of Nike and he already exactly. giving him this type of deal. So yeah, that, that shit is dope. Don't be. I, I need people to understand. Don't be hating on bro saying oh he only getting it because of dad LeBron blah blah blah. 
We do not care about that shit. We nah, love we generational <laughs> yeah. wealth. Like yeah. we we see white people do this shit all the time. We see Asians do this shit all the time. They pass millions of dollars down to their kids <laughs> all the time. We are not gonna look at ourselves, our own people, and be like, "Oh, you only touching that amount of money because Brian, your dad." So, like MJ kids who don't play sports, they touching. <laughs> if they, they touching had an NIL, money. they would have been making some go out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shaq kids, Shaq setting up all his kids mm-hmm. for success. D Wade, he setting up his kids for success. Like mm-hmm. with with black people, look at each other and hate on each other for that. I I haven't seen nobody say it yet. But I already know people. Oh no, people are saying it, but it's just not as loud as the no. Pe- good people will come out with wood <laughs> out the woodworks, bro. Once we find yeah. out how much money he really gonna be touching with his first couple Nike checks, niggas gonna start hating, bro. I can I can and, see it now. And he already had like an underwear line that he already signed up because so yeah. he was already getting like nil money outside of Nike too. So that's why I said these niggas are definitely touching money right now, bro, with the nil shit. So yeah. Definitely shout out to these players. Uh, shout out to these players, though. And DJ Wagner, I think he's the number one player in this class. Because uh, yep, I remember his dad played for. Prospect. Yeah, yep. Because uh, he his daddy went to uh, Memphis. I remember his daddy. So mm-hmm. definitely shout out to him too. And um, I wanted to talk about this because it's something that is different. I don't know if you guys know who La Russell is. La Russell. Do you know who this is? I think I do. He is a music artist. I'm not too familiar with his music, but he came out with something uh, interesting over this past week that he sold over 1,100 albums in 24 uh, 24 hours, and he made over $27,000 with selling those 1,100 albums. So I'm going to tell you how this shit works. So he basically made an offer-based purchasing system with his fans. He ended up dropping his album on the site and the fans got to decide how much money they wanted to pay for the album. Some people uh, uh, paid a thousand dollars for the album. Some people can pay as much as $5 for the album, but the numbers varied so much. People went from a thousand to 500 to a hundred dollars. It was so much money that ended up getting spread around the, the various amounts that he ended up making $27,000 and he sold 1,100 albums in 24 albums in 24 hours. Just for comparison, the uh, baby ended up dropping an album a week or two ago, and in his first week, he only sold 319 albums in one week. And that is the baby, somebody who was known. We're not talking about streams. We're just talking about physical albums sold. The baby only had 319 albums sold. While Lil Russell, who was a music artist, had 1,100 albums sold in 24 hours. I just want to talk about just how different that shit is and how it is, it's profiting for him and if that could be the future for artists and if that's how they can get their money back. Because some fans are willing to pay more money than others just to support you and your business, especially when you're an independent artist. It, it's a big risk with that. Yeah, it is. Um, because like you said... What if you just get, what if you get um a thousand people who only pay five dollars? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it, yeah, it's the chance you can have those few that are like oh this person paid a hundred, oh this person paid twenty five, this person paid fifty, but then you gonna get a bunch of them niggas that's just I can give you about five dollars for it. <laughs> and like, well, I, hey, if they could pay just a dollar, they'll pay just a dollar for it. Yeah. So I I don't know the the risk and the reward is what you really gotta weigh out for that. All right, so this is the this is the the report right here. 
La Russell sold over 1,100 albums in 24 hours with people paying up to $1,000 per album. And they actually showed the stats on this as well. So this is just something just for uh, in the paragraph. Uh, it says, last week, pure sales, no streams. Beyonce sold 3,317 albums. Bad Bunny sold 1,164. And the highest selling hip hop album was The Baby at uh, 401 sales last week. So that's what I brought up earlier. But just look at his stats. First day album sales on Even. That's what the app is called. He said, on October 1st, LaRussell released his upcoming album on Even, giving his fans early access to his album before it has even been made available on streaming platforms on October 6th. It says, pay what you want. Fans were given the option to pay what they want. He had $1,000 from one person. 300, uh, three people gave him 500. 54 people gave him over $100. 130 people gave him over $50. Uh, four, 545 people gave him 20 plus and then 75 people gave him $5 or less. It's just like, it's just astronomical. And then these are the numbers. He ended up making 27,000 total. That should have just nuts to me because I never thought that this was a way that artists couldn't get paid. This was just something that's so out of the box. So just to see somebody yeah. actually try it because fans are willing to support you when you are independent, when they see, they know the grind and see what you're putting out. They are willing to put more money in than just the average like album sale. They're willing to pay more than that ten dollars. However much it is, they're willing to pay like that thousand from that person or that hundred. So it's like it maybe if a, a artist of like a, a higher magnitude, like a Jid, for example, ended up doing this, even though he's under the cold label, he ended up doing some shit like this for his pre-sales. Maybe he's making way more money than he's making now off that shit. So it's just something to think about for like independent artists and maybe artists that are even in labels. Because what they could do is to still make a decent amount of money with it. But I don't want to say that's lucky, but that was really like a damn, like you, you really got a positive outcome out of that because Mm -hmm. I want people to pay as little as $5 if they want to. I'm really shocked that he has so many people willing to pay over that. So mm-hmm. I think for other artists, <laughs> you can make the minimum 25 and you can make the maximum like a thousand. That way you can tell people pay whatever you want, but it has to be within this pay range. When you But you're not really telling whatever. me I can pay what I want if you're telling me I gotta get to at least 25. Oh because everybody well, don't got the 25. Well, you gotta you gotta rephrase it then. You gotta say you gotta say pay pay within this range and then show the range on the app. That the website. The same range to it though, bro. You know niggas want to hear that pay what you want shit. And niggas know. will pay extra if you say pay what you want because it's like, damn, but this this nigga letting me pay a dollar, but let me put an extra ten for this nigga because he he showing love. Like niggas is into that. Maybe I just know too many cheap niggas. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's a lot of people out there that, yeah, they're going to pay that a dollar just to get your album. But I think if a more high-profile artists were to do this, I think this could be very profitable for them in the future. Especially if this is just pre-sales. This, is, this has nothing to do with his streams or anything like that. This is just pre-sale album numbers. He sold 1,100 albums and got $27,000. And that basically was $24 uh, per uh, average album sale. Like, that's Mm. crazy to me, bro. (laughs) That's just crazy looking at the numbers. But that's dope as hell, though. Definitely dope. Because look at this, bro. This is something that I see here. It says the streaming equivalent. It would have took a million 
800 fans, 9 million streams. Uh, the stream is like uh, 0.003 cent per stream to make $27,000, bro. Wow. It would have taken it would have taken 9 million streams for him to get $27,000, but in 24 hours he made 27,000, bro. Off that is crazy. Said. Yep. That is crazy, bro. So, definitely shout out to LA Russell just for having just a different mindset uh coming with that. So, I think that was dope. Uh, moving on, we got that Super Mario trailer ended up dropping. Let me see if I can find that video. Yeah, I got mixed feelings about it. I didn't even watch it, bro, because I was so, like, not even into it, for real. I, I thought the trailer was fire, but, and let me just, let me read some of the cast lists off before I, I say this. Chris Pratt is playing Mario. Charlie Day is playing Luigi. Uh, Seth Rogen is playing Donkey Kong. Uh, Jack Black is playing <laughs> Bowser. Uh, Anaya Taylor-Joy is playing Princess Peach. Keegan-Michael Key is playing Toad. And uh, who's another notable person on here? Yeah, that's all the notable people anyway. But I fought with Chris Pratt. I do not like Chris Pratt as Mario, bro. I, I kept don't. hearing that, yeah. Like, he just, he didn't give me, Mar- like, when you hear Mario, you want to hear some, you want to hear an Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like it's me, Mario. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't get that. He was talking like he was on uh Wreck It Ralph. Like he was just talking real mm, normal. Actually, yeah. no. The Mario on Wreck It Ralph actually sounded like Mario, which is the crazy part. So yeah. So yeah, uh, that that was weird, and I kept hearing that as like the main complaint for this shit. Honestly, I'm not too big on the the, the Mario series. I've never been too big on it. I played really? it as a kid, but I was like, I'm not really too into it. So I really didn't even watch the trailer. And I just seen a lot of people reacting to it, but I don't know. Cause this, I, this I is the thing. This is the tough. thing with this movie, bro. Like, are we gonna treat it like we treated Sonic, bro? Do you think it'll get that type of vibe where it's like we're excited for it, or it's like something to look at at first? But are people gonna actually be in the seats for this type of movie? I don't think people will really be in the seats for this movie. Um, I'm glad they're putting it in theaters, though. Uh excuse me i really didn't want them to just put it on a streaming service like mm-hmm. i think this is a movie that at least for older people even though it's in like a new cgi kind of way i think mm-hmm. a lot of older generation people will go see it because i heard there was another super mario's movie that came out like years ago because some of my coworkers, when we were talking about it they were like thank god you didn't see the old mario movie so apparently <laughs> it was trash okay. so i think this one with the way cgi and technology is nowadays they're going to do the video game so much justice with the movie, but the acting is probably where I'll probably be like, mm. I ain't fucking with this for a Jack Black is Bowser, though. That's that's perfect. <laughs> you can't cast nobody more perfect than that. And Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. So some of the some of the casting is perfect. And uh, Anaya Taylor-Joy, even though she's going to be, we're not going to see her in live action as Princess Peach, I can hear her voice being Princess Peach. So I, I think some of it's cool, but I think it's not going to be a movie people flock to, but it'll be it'll be solid. So. And, and I feel like that's where Twitter kind of even fakes out the, the production company is like, damn, so many people are talking about our movie. Oh, people finna show up for this shit. It's like, I don't think it's going to get the reaction like a lot of people are thinking. Nah. But the thing is, with Sonic, they made a Sonic 2, which, made, which means even though Sonic 1 probably wasn't the best movie, People went to go see Sonic 1. 
So maybe I'm tripping in. Maybe I maybe this movie does get uh, people in the seats because they did come out with a Sonic too. Well, it's probably because they. Well, first that was live action, and mm-hmm. you had you had Jim Carrey in it playing. Um, you had Jim Carrey playing the. I always forget the evil dude name. Yeah. So I think the fact of it being live action and you have a big star like Jim Carrey in it, that's probably why people trust it to go see it. Mm. But and and they probably made enough money from the first one beyond expectation to where they were like, okay, maybe we could probably get away with making a second one too. As to where with this one, it's all just animation. It's all just CGI. So we don't get live action faces with it. We don't get a big name star that we're gonna see. We'll have voiceovers, but that's mm-hmm. as far as it's gonna go. So yeah, I'm interested though. I'm interested, but I'll probably wait till streaming Ooh. services get that shit. Ooh, I did hear this theory though. I don't think it'll happen. It could though. But what if they are setting up Super Smash Bros? They probably if they, are. If they set up Super Smash Bros, that shit would be fire, bro. Because just are, think of man. all the people you could bring. You could bring in Zelda. You could bring in all the Sonic characters. You could bring in all the Mario people. Who else can you bring in with Super Smash Bros? You could bring some Pokemon That shit going to be like Mortal Kombat. They're just going to make a oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat type of style. Because um, Pokemon, the Pikachu movie came out of for you. Ooh, that mm. shit would be tough. That shit would be tough. They, they probably are setting Smash that up. Bros. But, but again... The Pikachu movie, that was live action too. So unless mm. you do some multiverse crossover shit oh, where real yeah. life mixes with like animation, I don't know how they're going to do it, but that'd be fire if they did. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I still fuck with it. All right, moving on to movie and show news or more movie and show news. I got some interesting uh, news about the Penguin series, which will be starring Colin Farrell, who played the, King, uh, the Penguin in this latest rendition of the batman uh they said that the movie will the series uh, series will be coming out soon colin farrell says that the penguin series takes place a week after the batman and gotham is still somewhat underwater it said it opens up with my feet splashing through the water in falcone's office it's so well written so that series let me see when that series is coming out because that shit that shit sound fine if it's like right after the Batman, that's going to be a fire-ass series. Like, just off the setting alone, I'm excited. And him being mm-hmm. the Penguin and the shit being underwater, like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Let me see. Mm-hmm. So it's coming out in 2023. Do we got a date, though? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I think it's just probably going to say 2023 for now. Yeah, because it says the Batman's Penguin spin off lands early 2023. Filming date. They start filming in early 2023. So we still got a minute till that comes out, but I'm still excited for that shit. Because they're probably going to let that Joker movie come out first. What Joker movie? Oh, the Joker movie with uh, Joaquin. Joaquin, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably going to let... If if the rumors are true that they're going to have Joaquin Phoenix's Joker come into the DC Universe with Robin Patterson's Batman... He's gonna probably have some type of run in with the penguin, or they might throw some hint of the penguin in his movie or something like that. So that's probably why is that the same universe though. But but that that's the thing. I don't know if it's the yeah. same universe. I hope so. Please don't put them in the already <laughs> universe. Oh yeah, my God, it wouldn't even no, make I'm, sense. They already got I a think Joker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they're making their own because I think we seen the Joker at the end of the Batman. He was in like the cell next to. The Riddler, yeah, they yeah, were laughing together, uh-huh. 
And that wasn't that wasn't Joaquin Phoenix. So that was another uh, Joker. That was the dude from um Eternals. The dude from Eternals is playing the Joker in the, this uh, universe. So yeah. Druig, whoever played Druig, the, the actor for Druig, he's playing yes, the Joker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And other news for a movie and show, we got a spawn movie in the works. Yes. So sir. The Spawn movie is being written by Scott Silver, Malcolm Spellman, and Matthew Mixon. And Jamie Foxx is still attached to the star, or attached to star. If we got an A-list actor, A-list producers, A-list writers, then do you want to shoot for A-list directors, A-list cinematographers? The answer is, of course, let's keep the momentum going. That was from Malcolm Spellman on the THR interview. So he, it, this is movie is in the works. Jamie Foxx, I don't know if he's going to play uh, Spawn at all, but I am excited for this film, bro. Because I'm somebody who is a huge Spawn fan. That's probably my favorite, like, anti-hero, superhero, because I watched the Spawn cartoon series. I watched that trash-ass Spawn live action, and they got to do better than that. Like, that live action shit was ridiculous, bro. And then you can <laughs> tell it was made in the 90s because it was just like, God damn it. I watched it in like the 2020 and it was just like, this shit so fucking old. If they made new CGI updated Spawn, that shit could be so dope. And I think Jamie Foxx could play a dope Spawn too. Oh yeah, hell yeah. For he sure. could play a dope ass Spawn. I fuck, I fuck with like the premise of him, like being like a covert agent. He gets, mm-hmm. uh, he gets uh, backstabbed. He ends up dying. He goes to hell. The devil ends up resurrecting him. And then he comes back to Earth and he doesn't know which side to really be on. Does he want to work for the devil? Does he still have to listen to the devil? Or does he still want to be the good guy with this new chance at life? Like, that's such a dope-ass premise, bro. So I just wanted to be done right. I was hoping Marvel got their hands on it, but Marvel mm-hmm. obviously doesn't have the rights to him. I just want somebody just to do him right, bro. Because the cartoon series does it so well. Because I think the cartoon series was on Hulu or H- HBO, one of the two. Mm. It might have been HBO. HBO. It was on HBO. Yeah. So if you got HBO Max, I'll definitely recommend this, watching the Spawn series. Definitely one of the best cartoons I've ever seen, bro. Like, ever. So definitely check it out. And moving on to Pass the Ox, bro. What you got for Song of the Week? Song of the Week, bro? I've been on that, uh, that Quavo and Takeoff, that Only you Built for Infinity know. League. <laughs> you know. Hey, my song off of there is, uh, Damn, what's the one they uh I think it's bars in the captions where they uh sampled um so fresh and so clean. That shit tough, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's my song off of that album right now. My shit is bad to the bone or to the bone. That to the bone yeah. <laughs> go crazy. That bro. to the bone. The hard. one with young boy, that yeah. shit goes ridiculous, bro. And that album was crazy, bro. Usually with uh Migos albums, I probably download like eight to ten. But I downloaded like 14. Like some of them were skips, but I was like 14 good ass tracks. Good to I'm about to say tracks. 14 out of 18. You damn Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. 14 out of 18. Like, bro, I was rocking with this album, bro. So definitely shout out to Quavo and Takeoff. It was so many people saying that, oh, they were gonna miss offset. And you could tell on some songs they were missing it. It was like, yeah, damn, offset would have just really kicked this song off, especially on to the bone. To, to the bone, he could have. Yeah, because him and Youngboy got that. Exactly, bro. Yeah. Exactly. So it was like to the bone. He could have took to the next level. But on this album, I didn't really feel him missed as much. It was just like, Quavo and Takeoff, we, we've heard this before. Like, these two niggas yeah. rapping by themselves. So it's like, I wasn't surprised at all. So definitely yeah, shout I, out to I, them boys. 
I loved it. They definitely got an album of the at least a rap album of the year candidate. Uh, Facts. I, I love it right now. I would say if I had to go, uh, if I had to give rap albums like my favorite ones this year, it's this one. Only built for Infinity Links. That future uh, jump. Oh yeah, future. I never liked you. I ain't gonna lie to you. I still got Meg Traumazine. I got Meg Traumazine album up there, bro. Like I ain't she get out of real listen. She she was she was spitting on there, bro. Like I said, it may not be no hits on there for real. But as far as like a quality listen, like she, she did her thing on there. I can't lie. But the real album of the year is dropping this Friday. I don't care what y'all say. Baby finna have album of the year. Not even gonna lie to you. I don't give a I'm damn not, what I'm, that. I'm not. I don't give a damn. I was about you about to. Yeah, I know what you about to say. Yeah, I know what you about to say. Yeah. I don't give a damn about that throwaway hand song. I don't give a damn about that. I don't care about that. That that's one song. That's just one L on a list of twenty-two other dubs he's gonna have on this album. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you. That's why I was looking like if it's a lot of haze on that junk. I don't know, nah, but I already know little baby gonna come haze. with it. Yeah, little baby gonna come with that shit for sure. But yeah, that Quavo on Takeoff joint. We had a lot of albums that dropped this week. Off, uh, not Offset, but uh, G Herbo dropped this week. Dropped another one, mm, and then yeah. uh, Young Boy dropped another album. That nigga dropped so much music. That he drops so much, bro. He drops every month. Like that shit is ridiculous, bro. And and, and that's it's cool, but it's, that's hurting your career at the same time because you just dropping shit. Like I don't know <laughs> if there's substance in everything you saying. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no way you can drop fire ass shit once or twice every single month. Like you you just can't like that's why people used to say all the time with the Gucci and Jeezy comparisons regardless of who you think is better I personally think Gucci just made a lot more music than Jeezy so that's why some people who pick Gucci over Jeezy I think that's why he made so much funk no he didn't like he just made so much more music like Gucci has like I think I think they said like if they were to count every single mixtape Gucci has made, he got like 70 to 80 mixtapes. And I'm like, no, we're not gonna sit here and act like all oh, this shit is fire. Like out of all 70 to 80 mixtapes this man got, it's probably only 10 to 12 that you could probably pull and be like, hey, he snapped on this shit. Everything mm-hmm. else, that nigga just rapping, bro. I don't care what nobody <laughs> say. You're not making that much content and all of it's hitting. Like, that's not happening. Yeah, for sure. He had a couple of hits on this on this new one. I, I fuck with more wheezy. I fuck with hard, but I had to listen to his essentials because I, I wasn't like too hip to him. So I listened to his essentials. And his essentials so go crazy though. But I'm trying to get more on Young Boy, but he just dropped so much. It's, it's hard to keep up with that nigga. My favorite project from Young Boy is Realer. Realer is probably his his best oh. project to me. That I thought you were gonna say un- Realer too because that one will put it on me. Go that put it on me track go. I don't, I don't know. I like I like the first reeler back in 2018, 2019. That shit unskippable, bro. From the moment you press play on that bitch. Oh word. It, that shit start with survive, bro. That shit start with survivor, bro. You just know the whole album finna snap when it when it started with that shit. I was like, oh yeah, he got one with this. It ain't no skips on on reeler, bro. I promise you, it ain't. Look how far down this shit is. God damn, this nigga drops too much. I told you. Oh, he got slime belief. Okay, yeah, I listened to slime belief early today. Okay, yeah, I know this shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm about to listen to that one. But uh, another out of all twelve songs, you gonna you gonna fuck with at least nine to ten of them. Out of all, hey, at least nine to ten. You know who else I listened to this past week? 
That nigga Rich Homie Quan, boy. That oh, nigga dropped a nice ass project, bro. I think yeah, that nigga gonna come back, bro. He sounded good. He too. might come back. He, he might, might come. And back. it's funny that he coming back when Thug like locked up for real. It's like damn, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> no features <laughs> from Thug at all. But he dropped a nice ass project, so definitely shout out to Rich Homie. It was just so good to hear that nigga again, though, because it's yeah. like you was like really in my high school playlist, and I don't even hear that nigga no more. Dude, don't be here that nigga again. Not one of the most legendary mixtapes of all time. Yeah, like come on, wow, bro. You just bro. dropped it off the face of the earth. Like that shit crazy. So yeah, definitely. And it was, shot the it was supposed to. It was the fact they was supposed to do a part two, bro. What could have happened, bro? What could have happened? That shit crazy, bro. man. Damn, all right, man. Moving on. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving on. Hey, Rich Homie probably got out because he heard what that nigga Thug was doing. He said, "I don't want to be a part of this nigga shit." <laughs> And, and, and he got out right on time, probably. Shit, thought was doing that nut shit. He said, I'm good. So he probably stayed out of jail because of that. Uh, moving out to movie and show reviews. What we got coming up, bro? Uh, She-Hulk episode nine drops tomorrow, Thursday. So we're going to have our review for episode seven, eight, and the finale, episode nine. Yes. Raising Kanan only has two more episodes left for uh, season two, it's getting more fire the deeper they get into this shit as we're getting close to the end. So our full season review is coming in the next couple weeks for that. Uh, what else? Um, we still got to do... I have to see Don't Worry Darling this weekend. So I'm going to try and see that and Barbarian. We could do Smile. I saw Smile. Uh, yeah, Avatar, this weekend. Uh, yeah, on uh, Sunday or Monday, we could probably do knock out some of these movies because I've seen yeah. all of these. I've seen Smile, Barbarian, Don't Worry Darling. She-Hulk, I'm up to see, so we can do that tomorrow. So, Or maybe tomorrow we can do a couple of these, too. But, yeah, for sure. All right, bro, you got anything else? Uh, no, nah, that's it. All right, man, we appreciate you guys for listening. And we out. Peace.